right. <laughs> Lefty, you're, you're on the big screen for that. Nice. So, Painkiller already, 184. We're without a sponsor this week, but that's okay. We've been doing big sponsors lately. Lots of, like, big companies and stuff like that. Kind yeah. Of, we love all yeah, our I sponsors. Yeah, I like it a lot. But uh, it's neat when we've I got feel like, legitimate. It's like we're a legitimate podcast. Exactly. Yeah. One. You don't have to make up sponsors like, brought to you by NVIDIA. Not really. <laughs> really. Uh, what was the Oh, oh. So, I was at a, um, a graduation party, just like... I don't know, an hour ago or something like that. And uh, I'm there, and there's this girl. She's 18 years old, whatever, and she says, I'm a witch. And I'm like, a witch? Like, really? Like, can you do stuff? Like, anything cool? Like, make fire happen or or fly on a broom? And she's like, I'm not that kind of witch. I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, what what can you do? And, and she's just like, little things. I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. And then the topic, like, shifts, and we start talking about what these guys are going to do after graduation. And, um... Before long, I just feel out of place because, like, this section of the party was, like, all the people who just graduated, and I'm, like... And witches. I'm old, and they're witches, and... And, uh, anyway, I go to leave and, like, go back in the house, and the front door is locked. And it's just, like, a screen door, and I, I pull on it, and I pull on it, and it's locked, and I'm, like, God, son of a, it's locked, right? And everyone starts laughing, like, you know, because I can't get in the house. And she looks at me and goes... That's the kind of magic I do. And the door opens right up. And I walk right in. And I was just blown away. I, I met a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, yeah, that happened to me tonight. So, so either you've met an actual witch mm-hmm. or was this her party? No. Like for her? It wasn't her house? Nope, nope. Oh, shit. Poor dude. Um, yeah, she, she was the... Uh, she had also just graduated, but but it was um, this guy Christopher's graduation party, and uh, and yeah, she she's like that's the kind of magic. I, they could all see a struggling door. She says that's what I do, and then I got right in. Worked out perfect. <sighs> well, that's interesting. Because <laughs> I mean, every magic trick has a rational explanation. Every single one, because right. there's no thing. But it's not her party. So it's not her house, so it's not like a little trick door or something where she's like, ha-ha, I get to mess with people at parties. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I have no idea. I, I have an idea, actually. But I, if I must ruin the trick, I think it, you know, it, was a, like a, it was a screen door, but, you know, it had glass in it. And, I, you know, those locks aren't, like, real locks, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I just jiggled it enough that the timing worked out right. To when huh. she said it, I finally got in. Maybe but, so, maybe so. Okay. It's more fun than she re- re- Yeah, regardless, it's a little weird that she claimed... Did she say Wiccan, or did she say she was a witch? She said she was a witch. That's odd. Now, is okay. this the first thing she said to you? Like, did she go, like, hi, I'm a witch? No, or... I entered... They were on the porch, and I joined them mid-conversation, and that was like, like, yeah, I'm a witch. And I'm like, wait, what? A witch? And she's like, yes. And then I started asking for demonstrations and eventually i got one well don't that's an, odd bird. That's an yeah. odd bird story that 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 female probably is going to lead an interesting life yes all these people are gonna i, I asked the guy graduating i was like hey what are you gonna do next and um if you see him he has like long hair like a scruffy beard and um he's really into parkour but like i had talked to him before for example he really doesn't like competition he feels like a lot of bad character traits are brought out in people by competition, 
and he lives more of a I don't know at peace lifestyle like that that's the way he's wired it's not the way I'm wired I like competition I you know I I, I get off on striving to be you know the best at something or whatever and uh, I don't really feel like it's a negative thing but he does so I was like you know what's next college um straight to work I'm like I'm betting against military and he's like yeah safe bet and um <laughs> Uh, he wants to do Circus Olay. He's going to audition and try and get in Circus Olay. I, I probably wow. pronounced that wrong, but that's his uh, aspiration. And um, it was funny. So he has a lot of friends who are also into parkour, and we're in the back, like grilling burgers and stuff. And uh, his friend sees a random tree, and it's difficult to describe how he climbed this tree. But, like, the tree was there, and then he just jumped up and grabbed a limb that was, like, eight inches over his head. So far, no big deal. But he, like, flowed up this tree like an expert. Like, he just, he starts climbing higher and higher. And the dad is like, don't hurt yourself, surely, thinking about his rising insurance premiums. And the guy starts climbing to the top of the tree. This tree was, like, Hmm. 40 feet in the air. And he's getting to branches that are only, like, an inch and a half thick. And he's just, like, distributing all his weight across four branches at the point where you don't normally see humans anymore. It was just, it's like, wow, this is, like, Circus people at <laughs> mm. <laughs> a party. I wonder how fun. much they make. How much do you make as a Cirque du Soleil performer? Because they do some crazy stuff. They yeah, do. sometimes you die. But um, I don't. Doing crazy stuff isn't what gets you paid. It's about how much people are willing to pay to see crazy stuff. And I don't know. This is supply. I guess it all comes down to supply and demand, right? Yeah, they but they've, got, a- they've got Vegas shows and they do sh- they do traveling tours and like. Broadway right, and but stuff whoever's like that. running the thing can swap that guy out with another one, right? I don't think ha- so. You don't, I don't think, think so? so. I, th- I think they've got like a group of people who are like super good at that, good at this and work together all the time. And uh, like recently, there's a guy who died. I remember he like fell, I don't know, fifty feet onto the stage and just died. And it was, I think, it was the first death in a while though, or, or maybe ever. It was a big deal. It's uh, it's earlier this year, I think. You see, if I was that homeowner, and I don't know, maybe I'm just an old man. I'm I'm only going to be 27, I swear, in July. But if I was owning that home, and my kid's into parkour, and okay, I get that. But then he brings all his parkour buddies, and they start climbing up trees on my property. I'm like, get down. (laughs) Don't start running around and climbing on things on this property. You do that in the neighbor's yard or in a public park. Go mess around. Get off this shit. Circus. Delay, I don't know how to pronounce it. Acrobats start at $50,000 a year. But hey, so Hope's dad informed me of how I was outsmarted. So so get this. We're a little tight, perhaps, with Hope on the whole, like, freedom thing. I don't know. But I just try to be the best parent I know how to be. But uh, it was a subscriber. A subscriber told me this. They're like, look, Woody, you need to be advised. Hope is dating a teenage boy. And as nice as this teenage boy might be, He's still a teenage boy, and that burned into my head. I'm like, right, 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 right. So she dates this guy. His name is Jack, and he's a fantastic guy. Um, He's the guy that every parent would wish their daughter was dating. Having said that, he's still a guy, and I'm no idiot. So uh, another thing a subscriber told me, he's like, Woody, yeah, yeah. You know, our parents let us go to the movies, and they thought it was like a controlled environment, right? Like you would you drop them off at the movies, you pick them up at the movies. What could possibly go wrong? And then this guy over Twitter is like, Woody – 
I practically had sex at that movie theater. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, wow. So it's not that I don't trust my daughter that she'd be doing anything like that. But it opened my eyes to the thought that, you know, I, and a teenage version of me, oh, my Lord, I'm not the guy that every parent wishes their daughter was dating. So um, when we first, like, the, like first they weren't allowed to, like, do dates by themselves. And then we stretched it a little bit to, like, where they could go to restaurants and things like that. You know, eh, nothing really could go wrong. And, um, uh, but movies and stuff, that was off limits, right? They weren't going to the movies all, you know, solo. And, um, uh, but if they wanted to go to the movies, the families would go. And, and like our family and their family are good friends. I, we really like his parents and stuff. He's cool. So, um, um, we went and all saw Captain America together. Well, wouldn't you know it? Suddenly hope has this like driving need to see a movie about two kids that have cancer. Are you guys familiar with this movie? Mm-mm. It's like the number one movie of the box office right now. But like these these two kids who meet in like a cancer recovery group, and like I, I I'm about to ruin it. Spoilers. Go ahead, fifteen seconds if you need to. But um, during the movie, one of them dies, but he's the one that wasn't supposed to die. The other one was terminal, so you know that one dies too. And uh, this is the movie they want to see. Jack doesn't want to see it, but whatever. He's a teenage boy. He'll go see anything she, she desires. Um. I didn't want to go. His parents didn't want to go. Suddenly, this, these kids have the freedom to go see movies without us. And it's like, son of a bitch! I, I didn't realize <laughs> until like two weeks later that I had been outsmarted. You know, like, dad, I really want to go to the see the movies. The only thing we're interested in is this frick on, like, children, teenagers with cancer. <laughs> the bucket list for kids, right? It's like the kids' bucket list. It's I, like their version of that. I could be. I don't know. I haven't. Seen, I think it's a romantic comedy or something about dying children. And uh, I'm like, good oh. rom-com material. Good rom-com material. <laughs> wow. Perfect. Starting Rob Schneider, maybe. Is he does he make an appearance? So, so yeah. Now that Hope got her. Ability to go see movies by picking a movie like, like that might... now does this set the precedent? That's the question. Does this now is it like a Supreme Court decision where now moving forward now she's like, well, you know, you let it happen this one time. Now we want to go see. I don't know. Can you pull back on that? Can you be like, oh, wait a minute, you want to see the Tom Cruise movie? Suddenly you're not allowed to go without me. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think you know you need to assert your dominance. You're the dad. You do whatever you want. Of course you can roll that back. Yeah, I like when she becomes an independent, that be, that gets harder. It's I would assume. I, so I think of myself as a little hipper than the average dad, right? Like most parents exist in a world filled with other parents, you know. And it is all these people. It's been twenty years since they're twenty five years since they were trying this crap you know, against their parents. They're a little rusty at this game, whereas the kids are sharp. But me, you know, one I have you guys like I'm talking to my subscribers, the people watching this right now feeding me tips. And the other is, you know, I just exist in a world that has more kids in it than most parents do, you know, whether it be from the Minecraft server or Call of Duty or the YouTube channel or whatever. Um, it, it it keeps you a little sharp, you know, on what kids are doing and thinking and, and et cetera. But uh, on this one, I was, uh, I got burnt. She, she picked the cancer movie and she worked me. Yeah, that's a, that, I could see that. That's a horrible movie, though. I don't know why anyone would want, anyone would want to see that. <laughs> well, maybe you'd want to see it because it's an hour and a half to gain your freedom. <laughs> I, there's better they, stuff they, at they the box office. In, 
They but walk it, in like the front and then just walk right out the back door to go to like the park or something. But, and, wait, what Kyle said, there's better stuff at the box office. I don't know if he got the technique. The point was to pick something the parents both would pass on. Oh. I see you. You'd have fell for it too. Yeah. You'd have been – yeah. Yeah, and then you don't even have to go to it because it's not like anybody checks your ticket after you pass that first guy. You can go to anything. True. Mm-hmm. If it starts at the right time. Yeah, yeah. But that that was the whole technique. Pick a movie and, and you know, Jack's parents were like, what? No, I'm not going to that shit. And, and Jackie and I were like, what? No, I'm not going to that shit. And suddenly the kids go to the movies unchaperoned. They're how old? 15 going on 16? Uh, he's 15. She'll be 15 in uh, – well, for us in hold on four days, but for the people watching, three days. Okay, yeah, this is that that you can go back on the whole going to see movies alone thing. I think once really? she gets her driver's license, yeah, once she gets her driver's license and she's an independent, she's not technically an adult, but you look like a real ass if you're like, yeah, I, I got right. you the license and I pay for your insurance and you have a car, but still, you know. <laughs> Congrats on your license. You'll be driving me to the movies now. Right, but when you're when you're given the rides, what you say it's goes. Tough for me, man, because by the time I was twelve, I was allowed to like go to the boardwalk by myself, stay out till mm-hmm. eleven p.m. Like I had uh, a lot more freedom than most twelve-year-olds have. You know, like movies unchaperoned. I could do fucking anything unchaperoned. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I was drinking and shit. Like I, I was <laughs> <laughs> getting hit on by guys in the arcade with your short shorts and going to yeah, see yeah. Well, you know, when you got it, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was like legit doing crazy stuff. I mean, I, I, when I was twelve years old, I surfed my first hurricane, Hurricane Gloria. Damn, that's yeah. that's some Point Break stuff right there. Right. So, and then Hope can't go to the movies? You know, don't ever tell her. Does she watch this show? Don't ever <laughs> tell her those kinds of stories. <laughs> if anybody asks, it was like living in a concentration camp when you were her. Right, age. right. Was, that's, Hope, that's all you had. Yes, yes. You're so lucky. You should have seen it. Like, I had to wear a chastity belt. You didn't. Those things were real. And, you know, show her Robin Hood men and ties like that. Was I wore a, a chastity belt, one. not developing muscles till I was like 16 or 17. <laughs> that was my chastity <laughs> belt. <laughs> no, I say completely. Roll back and say, all right, that was the one. But yes. now we're we're putting the foot down. You got a taste. Now you get to wait a whole year. Right. Reports have come back from the theater that he put his arm around you. We can't have that shit. And I'll be a chaperoning from now on. Mm-hmm. That had to have happened. Said, no, you tell her, look, I've got movie theater money, so I will go bribe the guy that's making seven fifty an hour. I'll give him a 50 and he'll keep an eye on you the whole time. You can, you know, it, it, so whenever she wants to go on a date, it'll cost you 20 50 bucks, but you give the guy 50 and he goes. Movie theater money is an interesting. So um, I was listening to David Chappelle. You, you guys know Chappelle, right? Comedian, yeah. super big. And uh, he was on the Letterman show recently, and they were asking him how he felt about turning down $50 million. So he didn't tell us how much he had, but he implied it. He's like, so, you know, $50 million, whatever. If I had had that, maybe I'd have $50 million right now. But, you know, let's say I have $10 million right now. I'm at a restaurant, and he saw someone really wealthy. I forget who it was, but I'll say Bill Gates. And, uh, you know, Bill Gates is ordering his thing, and I'm ordering my thing. It's the same thing. 
And it resonated in my head because Bill Gates, he told this exact same story. He, he said, um, he's like, you know, you go to a re- he's like, yeah, then you go out and it's the same dicks. Made no sense to me, but it turns out dicks is a, um, a, a burger chain or something in Seattle. I, I don't know. But um, so there you have it. And, and hookers like, have that motto, too. <laughs> same dick yeah, oh. yeah. so um so anyway like me like I, i've i've just started to like I, dude i didn't even notice when i first became a millionaire like i i, I i'm sharing way too much but i had 1.4 before i realized i crossed seven digits i was like what the fuck and um uh it, it was like you know <laughs> where are we here and uh uh like the there isn't really much to buy between like unless you're into cars mm-hmm. Between like one thousand and you know a hundred thousand, or even that's why you need to start wearing watches. I see. We'll get a watch sponsor for the show. That'll be great. That's how it works. There's this pain versus pleasure thing for me, right? And like when I look at a watch, I it doesn't bring me the joy that that parting with the cash would. And you know, I'm also acutely aware of how hard it is to earn it in the first place, and and um, you know, the YouTube mortality is always a thing, right? You know, how long is the money going to come in from that? Um, the same is true with, you, with my video game server, WoodyCraft.net, best goddamn server in the multiverse. Um, like all these things, you don't know when it when the good times are going to end, so don't blow it on, uh, you know, hookers and blow. Yeah, but that that Movado watch would look really nice when you're, yeah. when you're streaming and you got an itch on your face and you just go, oh, look at what I got. There you go. <laughs> Thing? If you say so, I, I, yeah, no, the, what, like it's the, not worth having it unless other people can see you. What if it? you just folded the money origami style into a bracelet? <laughs> what if you just took like two thousand dollars and folded it into an origami bracelet and wore that? That way, you don't expend it, but you're still wearing it. You could use the money to make a band for your for for a regular watch. Get a twenty dollar yeah. watch and mm. make a band that costs two thousand out of money, and then when you want to spend it, you just take the band apart and you've got your cash again. I like that idea. I think it's a perfect yeah. compromise. I don't think it <laughs> makes any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, the, the things that I want. Basically, I, I don't know. I'm buying the most expensive thing of all: financial security. I fucking love bite me money. That's it. That's the best <laughs> part of it all. Some guys taking shots at me, threatening me, whatever. It doesn't. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Like, mm-hmm. like the. Yeah, that's Adam Carolla's got a great bit where he talks about, you know, everybody talks about he, this is Adam Carolla talking, not me. I'm not this comedically smart. Um, Adam Carolla's like, you know, everybody talks about fuck you money, but I don't want fuck you money. I want fuck me money. I want to have enough money that I can take a hit financially just to mess with you. I can I can afford to fuck myself. So that I can not deal with your bullshit. He tells a story about how he was waiting on Sears to deliver something, and they said between seven and nine thirty in the morning, and he had to do a block of morning radio shows, and and the guy called at like nine fifteen after this whole thing of like who's going to watch the door so that they're not interrupting me when I'm on the radio, and nine fifteen the Sears guy calls and says we're canceling the whole thing, we're canceling the whole thing, we're not coming today, we'll come tomorrow, and Corolla was like. This is where fuck me money comes in. So I call him back and say, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it. Take it back. I will go through somebody else. I will pay more money, a lot more money, to go through somebody else and have them deliver it when I want, not when you say in your little two-hour window and call 
and uh, and you know whatever. So fuck me, money is great. So if you're if somebody's messing with you, you say fine. I'll spend a little bit more and do something stupid with money, my money, to to fuck you right back. You know whatever whatever that was. That you know, sounds somebody, glorious. That sounds it glorious. Is, I, it's I, nice I, we can only hope. Again, I'm not this comedically smart, but um, there was a comedian who does the thing about. Um, Sarah Silverstone. She she says, "Oh my god! You're so oh bad. my god! No, you're so bad. You, you've got to be doing these on purpose now, right? What do they do? <laughs> well, what, Sarah uh, Silverman, Silverman, right? Silverman. Yes, oh, yeah. all of you. Anyway, so <laughs> so so Sarah Silverman says that she has money now. If I remember how the how the bit goes, and uh, she likes to mess with policemen by like running stop signs in the rain." And, you know, the guy's there, and it's pouring on him, and she rolls down the window, and he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And she's like, yeah, you know why I ran that stop sign? Just <laughs> 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 to fuck with the cop. Um, so, so yeah, that, that I guess that would be fuck me money, too. But I, I don't need all that. I just... I just want to live in my own world and, and be able to, you know, smooth on by without any trouble. That's, that's all I'll... That's it. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Not to mention names. I don't know, but people blow a whole lot of internet fussing in my world lately, and none of it really hits me like uh, like it would have previously. That's, that's good. good. Yeah, that, that's uh, yeah, that's good. Do we want to talk about the EULA stuff? Because there was a blog post apparently. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I wasn't up on that. If, I, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. I just I don't. I do know that the blog okay. post was posted before it was finalized and now it's kind of up there and it's not even a change to the EULA but it is a change to the I guess the spirit of what they intend to do going forward we'll see how it all works out I think we'll be okay but we'll see how it goes just gotta wait and see what what comes out in the end I think it'll be okay too yep yep so um oh oh the USA Today thing you want to talk about that (laughs) yes let's talk oh my god about uh about uh teenagers having lots of sex that's not. Oh, I thought that it was, was. a Superman one. I thought that. I th- oh. Oh no no. Oh, so here is my topic: teens choosing health. Smoking mm-hmm. hits a landmark low. Did you guys read this? Mm-hmm. So did it. It was at my. Um, so I was at a hotel this morning. God, it's such a long day. And, uh, but the, the you know how they put the newspaper in front of your door there. So it looks like let's see, cigarette smoking among high school students in the United States has reached a landmark low. Um, they've been conducting the survey survey every two years since 1991. Only 15.7% of teens were current smokers, down from 27.5% when the survey began, and 36, which was the peak in 97. Kyle, what year did you graduate high school? Um, 2004. Oh, okay, so you're way after that. Um, the, the nation has already met the government's official goal, official goal of getting teen smoking below 16%. So that's kind of neat. By 2020 was their goal. And they're already under 16% smoking. Kids aren't smoking anymore. They're choosing health. They said something else positive about teens. Um, let's see. The data shows teens are drinking less alcohol and fewer sodas, getting into fewer physical sites, and having less sex with more birth control. Less that's sex with more, Less sex with more birth control, but there's a contradicting study that says condom use drops among U.S. teens. This it, is from Live Science. That's actually in this one, too. So, hold on. All despite the recent news about sh- school shootings, uh, the share of students threatened or injured with a gun, knife, or any other weapon has dropped to 6.9 from a peak of 9.2 in 2003. 
So, um, you know, I've noticed that about the shootings, too. It seems like now two people get shot and it's like a national news thing and it's a public – it's a, a, a – you know, Obama is calling it a federal embarrassment that we haven't done something. And I'm like, two murders? Bitch, please. Like, that used to bore me on the news when I was a kid. <laughs> boring. <laughs> boring. Really? Two people? You're bothering me with this shit? And then it says it's not all good news. Condom use among sexually active teens is down to 59% from a peak of 63. Condoms remain essential for protection from HIV and other SEDs or STDs, but kids aren't getting the message. So, more birth control. I assume they're using other stuff. I assume it's the pill. Good. Yeah, you know, probably so. Here's the thing, right? I don't think it's a, it's that that teens don't get the message that it's dangerous. They've got the message cl- loud and clear, and that message is, doesn't feel as good. That's the message. Not the same. Just It's just... It's not the same. You but can I, say you ultra thin all you want. Uh-uh, not the same. But you're missing out on, I think, the advantage of condoms, which is not the same. You know, if you're a mm-hmm. 17-year-old boy or something, right? Dude, come on. You're not going long enough. Put that condom on. It's going to help <laughs> you make it. Can you, are you worried about premature right. ejaculation? Wrap it, bitch. You wrap it up, you can last a little bit longer. Yeah. Or, or three fingers of whiskey, your call. <laughs> He's seventeen. Maybe, maybe well, yeah, was a, what the hell is a finger anyway? Is it a shot or is it? Yeah, it's, it's like this. It's how you measure the. You literally I think that's measure how, like that's yeah. how it used to be. It, it was a you know that's how they measured it yeah, back in me, the day. I think two fingers of gin. Right, and uh, it's supposed to, and then but then that turns into tumblers, I think, which turned into shots mm-hmm. or something like that. So, oh yeah. So they got anyway, cool little bar stuff, yeah. Let's smoke. Kyle, you quit smoking, right? Yep. I, I, I have a question. So, Kyle, you, I hope I'm not burning it, but you said it in your thing. You're, you're trying Adderall now? Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got, well, I'm not trying it. I'm prescribed it. So, so Kyle, I'm, I, I said it wrong. I knew that, though. So, Kyle's been prescribed Adderall, and he said he was going to ship me one, right? Is it mail me one well, Adderall? Well, that would be illegal. So yeah, I can't you can't do that. that. Let's not talk about that on a, on a, okay. Okay. So, so, a podcast. So, I'm not going to do that. He's not going not to do that. Shipping so Adderall. Mind, all of this That's is wrong. hypothetical. And previously I would have thought, well, he may have said he was going to do a thing like that, which he would never really. But it won't happen because I know Kyle and, you know, it's not his strongest point. But because he's on Adderall, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll actually mail it. And it's a thing that will happen that would have never happened before. So I don't know how to ask this question in a way that lets you answer. Hypothetically, would you have mailed such a thing yet? No, I'm not going to. God damn it. It's illegal. You, you can't. You can't. Well, let's mean, not talk about this on the show. Yeah, I was obviously, joking. I yeah, can't really joking. do that. You weren't, you weren't going to do such a thing. But is it done yet? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, you need to go to your doctor. You need to tell him that, that you've had this problem for a long time. You need to look up the, you know, tell him you've got attention deficit disorder. But, but you just want something to help you focus with work. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, it's, it's not illegal for me to tell you to lie to your doctor. It's, it's, it's just not. <laughs> but um, but it's, it certainly has uh, helped me focus in on things. Um, so would it be in the mail? No, no. Absolutely would not. that be a uh, would that be something he has to sign for? Would he have to keep a year out <laughs> oh the door? God. Is that uh, you know, did you take insurance out on it cuz 
No, none of those things have happened or are going to happen. But but I have been taking my Adderall and uh, and and I have been uh, getting shit done. So that's been that's been pretty nice. It's been uh. Is it an immediate effect or is it more of like a like some anti-depression pills that they take like two weeks to take effect? It takes like ten minutes. I asked that oh, same okay. question. Yeah, I was like, one pill. You know, what's that going to do? Because like 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 you said, the anti-depression stuff. It can take weeks to get into your system and weeks to get out of your system. Like, it's a long, tiny dosage type of thing. These are amphetamines. Yeah, he says that, like, I know much about amphetamines. Okay, well, the difference is we're not not slowly changing your brain chemistry and building up uh, chemicals around uh, around, in your brain. We're just giving you some speed. (laughs) You know, it literally says, because I've got generic Adderall on the bottle, it says amphetamine salts. You know, it's they. Uh, it's a stimulant. It uh, and um, it, it helps you. I think that one of the issues with attention deficit disorder is that you're too stimulated and that you're um, you know, you're just bouncing from thing to thing. And instead of like a, like a downer, which would slow everything down, and 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 that that's what would make sense to me in my head. Like, oh, you want something to slow you down so that you could focus. Right, on, right. On to bring thing. you back to whatever mm-hmm. the norm should be. But apparently the best way to do it is to go in the opposite direction and super stimulate you so that you're you're like, boom, I'm focusing on this one thing till it's done. It's done. Next thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and my you know, iTunes you, playlist is totally disorganized. Go, go, go. <laughs> you know, you, you look at your to do list like uh, like, you know, it's. Like it's something to be tackled and accomplished and destroyed, and you get you get stuff done. Now, and, the, you know. are you doing the things you want to do? Like, like I, I could see, like, all right, what are we going to make you super duper productive? And all of a sudden, I've like alphabetized shit that didn't need alphabetizing. Oh no, no, it's it's, it's not like that for me. Like, like well, I have stuff that I want to get done during the day, and I get it done. You know, if I if if, if I need to like make an appointment, or if I need to uh, go go to the store and buy certain things, if I need to go, um, you know. Just get stuff together and and get work done and write a proposal, whatever. No, what um, are the downsides of Adderall? Um, well, I, sleep, uh, at first, especially, it was hard to sleep at night. Um, the first couple nights, I didn't sleep well at all. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've I've gotten. And what I'm time of day did you take the pill? Noon. Um, okay. Take it at noon, and then even at like one, two in the morning, it's like fuck. I'm tossing and turning. But uh, but it, it, that doesn't seem to be as bad now. It's it's still a little hard to get to sleep. I've got to work on getting my sleep schedule tailored so that I'm waking up at like eight or nine a.m. and taking it then. Uh-huh. And I think it'll be better. But I'm prescribed to take it twice a day. It's uh, ten milligrams twice a day. Uh, so like once in the morning and once in the afternoon, and that's just too much. So uh, what I found the best course was for he me could to take mail half of those. Oh my god. So, <laughs> So what I'm doing instead is I'm taking 15 milligrams as soon as I wake up, uh, and then um, like first thing I do when I woke up, like today, I woke up, um, I took my 15 milligrams of Adderall, I took, uh, I, I drank like a, a massive protein shake, uh, worked out for an hour and 20 minutes, drank my creatine, drank another massive protein shake, took my shower, Went out in the world, uh, went shopping, had to go buy more yogurt, more eggs, more protein powder. Uh, had to get some workout gloves because my hands are getting blisters. And uh, went and saw my dad, hung out with him, got a few other things done. Got back home, workout number two, uh, protein shake number three, uh, creatine 
for the second time, took another shower, and then I ate uh, four cans of tuna. Jesus fuck. So aside from doing so much work, you're literally running out of skin. Are there any other, like, negative side effects? And I, here's what I have in my head, and I know this is unrelated, but I one time took an allergy med, and I forget what the warning was, but it was, like, might cause depression. Our credit card bill comes in. It's, like, a few hundred dollars higher than I expected it to be, and I'm contemplating suicide. Mm. Like, mm. like Jackie's like, you've got to get off those pills, and she's good at making connections. I always need like 110% proof and she's like she sometimes wrong even because she draws she connects the dots so quickly. But she was right and I got off the allergy meds and suddenly I was the sane person again. And I worry like if I were to hop on something like Adderall like what else would happen? Would I become like a fucking steroid freak that breaks the children over my knee? Would I like get angry? Would I like anything bad? Would I be harder to live with or would I just be a weightlifting person who gets things finished. Minecraft coding machine. Right. Yeah. Coding, I am. Um, for me, it's like the only negative side effects is dry mouth, but um, I, I need to be drinking tons of water anyway, so I just bought 70 bottles of water, and I've got, I've got, a, mini <laughs> red, I've got a mini Red Bull cooler, uh, like the ones that are shaped like a Red Bull can down here in my little workout room. So I'm just uh, picturing Kyle doing everything like 3,000%. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what? I'm a little thirsty. I need 72 bottles of water. Fuck yeah! Like, <laughs> you know what 72 bottles of water costs? $7.80. <laughs> like, I picture him being like, like, all right, I've got 90 seconds, and then doing that, like, Russian dance with his arms folded and kicking. <laughs> and like, all right, that's good. Yeah, live. whenever I've got some spare time like that, you know, I'll, I'll, start, I'll start doing some squats or, uh, you know, some push-ups, depending on what day it is. <laughs> this time is not filled with activity. Must engage in activity now. Yeah, that's why you always want to play video games. You're like, you guys want to play something? You guys want to play? I'm like, all right, Kyle. Yeah, I'm because, really into this gaming thing now. Yeah, I just need stuff to do. Need stuff to fill my time. Um, I, I started uh, yesterday was leg day, so today I can barely walk. I uh, <laughs> I don't know. I did. That's I awesome, did like, right? like yesterday's leg day, so now I'm handicapped because I yeah, did one thousand percent. I did. I did five sets of eight with these uh, these front uh, doing squats, uh, but with the the front bar with the bar in the front. Um, mm. And uh, and then I worked my leg machine. Um, I don't know another ten sets of eight with two different exercises, and then sort of walking up my stairs carrying thirty five pound dumbbells in each hand, taking three steps at a time. And I did that five times till I almost fell down the stairs. Um, <laughs> And then I, and then I hopped on the elliptical for a mile or two. So yesterday was leg day. Today this was is, today was upper body day. It was pretty rough too. So so I saw the movie Limitless, which is when I first took an interest in Adderall, and I, I figured it was exaggerated, but it almost seems like it's not. Like, ah, you, the, I'm a pretty motivated person when I when I set my mind to something as well. I know I guess you are too. Um, but but I but I always go at things pretty hard. Um. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's just it's it's a little bit of uh, extra energy and, and a little bit there's eh, there's a little bit less quit in you, I, I guess you could say, or a lot less really. You know, just keep going. Man, and uh, feel pretty good. Me. Have you made any other videos aside from that one for the FPS channel? Uh, no. Okay. About I was, 
I was wondering if that was going to be a thing too, like if you just start churning out more content. Yeah, yeah, soon. Hmm. Yeah, so so far so good with the Adderall. Um, I guess I haven't really had any negative side effects. I can tell. I, I guess I'm getting a little bit of like like hot flashes, like I, I, which just means I got to keep the air conditioning really fucking low. I've been getting uh, just starting to get feeling hot. A little bit of menopause. Yeah, right. <laughs> Going into menopause down here. Um, I'm feeling pretty hot right now, but the AC's on like 70. So I don't know. That's a that's a little bit weird. I think that that might be. It also could be because I'm eating so much. Because I know when your body is constantly digesting, it, it raises your body temperature. And like, mm. when, like like these protein shakes I'm eating, like like I don't I didn't have any like. So it's uh it's two scoops of protein powder, which are 25 grams of protein each. Um, I throw uh like three three raw eggs in there. Um, and I put like, I don't even know how to measure it, but I take four gigantic spoonfuls of Greek yogurt, which has a lot of protein in it, put that in there, a little bit of almond milk, uh, about five prunes so I don't get so constipated that I, that I don't shit for a week. And, uh, and by the time it's all mixed up, it's like three and a half cups of, of like protein drink. And I just gulp that whole thing down and I can drink one of those down and like, 20, 30 seconds and just, you know, that's my meal and I'm gone again. That's, um, that's pretty impressive. And I got the, uh, I got a bunch of deer meat. So we're, I, I defrosted that last night. So tomorrow I'm going to start in on the deer meat. That's going to be tasty. Wow. When you really get into something, you go like all the way in on it. You're like, this is going to fucking happen. And it's happening. But it's, it's partly to multiplied the by way. the Adderall though, right? Cause like, Cause, it's a few different things. Yeah, it's a couple different things. Um, so wait, I'll set you loose on Daisy. You'll 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 be addicted to that in no time. We'll get you. Yeah, I told <laughs> I, I was talking to Joe and uh, asked him if he would talk to his strength conditioning coach and ask if I could because uh, I told him I was like I want to put on twenty pounds of muscle in three to four months. I was like, hey, is it feasible? If it is, how do I do it? Tell me what you know. And he sent me this today. He said he said uh, yeah you can do it. He'll need to do five things. One, understand that his abs will go away and that he may gain uh, some softness. And I was like, oh, good, because I don't have abs to begin with. Two, <laughs> uh, he has to eat every two to three hours and get a minimum of 20 grams of protein every meal. Check. Uh, lift six days a week, meaning he'll take one day off a week. Uh, you grow when you rest. Check. And take take creatine. Check. And sleep a minimum of nine hours a night. Check. So um, I'm doing it. So uh, he says it can be done, um, even if I underperform. I'll put on quite a bit in the next month or so. Hmm. Go get some. I weighed, uh, I think I weighed 172 uh, when I started. Right now I'm like 175 and a half. And that's, you know, I, I don't like, I, I weigh myself in the morning, like after I go to the bathroom without any clothes on, to try to keep it consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, weight's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some days you just be more hydrated than others. Yeah, I mean, when we were weighing wings, it was like, you know, when you weigh 400 pounds, the swings your, your are wild. Your swings are wild. You know, even a one or two percent uh, change is is several pounds. Yeah, it's um, eight pounds, two percent. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that can easily be affected by how much you know water and how much you drink, how, uh, your sodium intake. Just tons of factors that, that feed into it. Um, I'm looking for more things to put in those protein shakes, but I'm just not. I don't want to throw meat in there because I I think I'll gag. Um, I almost gag anyway when I get to the prunes. So I'm not sure I what like else prunes. to throw in there. 
I don't. Well, I don't they're know. they're kind of a, ch- a thicker consistency, and I'm gulp. I'm like gulping them down, and like the protein powder and everything kind of smells bad. It's kind of a vanilla-y, like almost <sighs> sickening smell. So I kind of just like I literally drink it out of the blender. Like I don't I don't even bother with a cup because it would take. At first I was pouring it in glasses, but I was like, I gotta fill up like three glasses to to do this. This is silly. Just so I just drink it straight out of the blender, wash the blender, put it back on the rack, and then go do my thing. And by the time I'm done doing the thing I'm doing, it's time to to make another one. So I've been going through a lot of them. <laughs> you know, I think that if you're if you're to the point where you're almost gagging and puking on yourself, you may need to find you may need to find other ways to intake fiber and. Not keep, <laughs> well, keep no, yourself I, constipated. That's just, that's just part of it. That's just part of the process. I like I, my workouts usually end about the time I, I start getting nauseous and start and start getting like involuntary muscle trembling, trembling and stuff. That's when I usually get on the like elliptical and try to like slow things back down. Hmm. So you know, I'm giving it all I got. That's all I can. How long can have you do. been doing it now? Oh, it seven days. Seven days. Okay. So when are you expecting to see what is the earliest you're expecting to see gains? Like I've are already, you taking selfies shirtless in the in the bathroom I'm, to compare? I, I'm, I'm, well I went to the doctor to get the Adderall um seven days ago and uh you know, right at the beginning of this whole thing and I was telling him that I was going on this I was gonna do this because I wanted to talk to him about that. And I was also having uh an allergic reaction, which I'm still uh dealing with a little bit where like Basically, long story short, I had some cuts on my arms apparently, and uh, I was on the ground, and some grass or something off the ground got into my bloodstream. I'm allergic to it, and I had like a really bad allergic reaction where I like broke out and, and like hives uh, all over. And so I take I took my shirt off to the doctor on the first day, and I showed him, and then I went back, uh, you know, six days later, and I did the same. And he's like, "Oh, well, like you toned up a little bit." I was like, huh. "I would hope so." I'm working so. <laughs> he's a pretty ripped guy himself, and you know mm-hmm. he knew what I was up to. He's like, well, "What are you doing? Are you doing this and you're doing that?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing all that." Are you doing this and that? Oh yeah, I'm doing that. Have you tried taking? Uh huh, taking that too. He's like, "Oh well, seems like you got it all figured out. Good luck." <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, it's going pretty well. Um, I, I can't complain. Obviously, you know, you you don't see real results for months. Um, mm. So you just get, the way I think about working out, especially when you're starting out on like a new program, is like the first month is just laying the foundation for the the sandcastle, and you know, worry about the turrets and the and the gate and the moat and all that. Two months from now, right now we just need a a good base to to build on. Huh. What are the downsides of getting old? Like, so I'm older, right? If there's any real effect, recovery time is different. Like it, it emotionally, I swear you're not a whole lot different. I'm this. I feel like I'm the same me I've been since I'm like 16 years old. And then I, I, I laugh at the same jokes. I feel the same stuff. They, like it, your, your sense of self doesn't really warp. But undeniably, like you know, when you're 16 and you're sore. Or when you're 16, you roll your ankle. You're better in two days. When you're 40 and that happens, then you know you're you can be sore for a week. Like it'll mm-hmm. stick. And I'm low here tea. Kyle. Tell your doctor you got low T. That that's I need to go to the doctor and come back with Adderall and tea. And just, right damn. there you go. Right. Steroids and Adderall. That's going to be a great combination. I don't see what could go wrong. Could, that actually, no, the like steroids like that's. 
man, you know, if there's one thing that will change your mood like that, that would might be on the list, right? Yeah, yeah, you can go. There's a lot of bad things associated with steroids. A lot of you know, roid rage is a thing. Yeah, it really is. I, I'm, when I went to college, the the football players were taking roids, and they would lock themselves in a room and freak out and shit. It was yeah, like, it's no good. Yeah, I was a swimmer, so there was kind of like an athlete community type thing. And the swimmers didn't take roids, but uh, the football players did, and those guys were fucking freaks sometimes. Um, I don't want to be that. Like I, I want to be someone you'd like to live with. That's important to me. But uh, I don't know. I don't know where it's all coming from. I just yeah, I, um, it makes me want to join Kyle in his fitness quest. And I'm like, I don't think I can go after it like he is. Because, you know, if I worked out six days a week... I worked out six days a week when I was at Joe's house. Mm-hmm. I, I left two weeks later, like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker tried yeah. to kill me. <laughs> I shoot for six days a week working out, but I don't go nearly as hard as Kyle does. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I should. I don't know. But it's just, you know, there are days when you wake up or, like... I'll wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I'll be walking to the bathroom and my legs, you know, will just be like tight, like they don't want to move because I do squats. I'm on the bike for half an hour and then I I run uh, up a hill and and do a bunch of stuff. And uh, so I use my legs a lot and I'm going to the bathroom and they just won't work. And I'm just, you know, it's, it's almost... Uh, inhibiting my workout because I'm like, it's easy for me to try to make that excuse now. It's like, oh, well, <clears throat> no workout today. Legs won't work. Not happening. Do you take creatine? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to burn fat. I don't want to. I, I, my, my idea is, I guess I've been, I've been reading R slash fitness. I guess you can lose fat and add muscle at the same time, but you've got to hit, you've got to fire on all cylinders, diet wise and all this stuff. And I, I like beer. I do. I like to go out and have beer and hang out with my old man and maybe get a pizza. And and that's just going to happen. And and if, you know, if that's going to kill a diet where I'm trying to lose fat and gain muscle at the same time, well, then I'll just wait. I got time, hopefully. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to lose it. Doesn't extra muscle burn fat and increase your metabolism and do all these wonderful things? I, I guess. I, look, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot know. of people that have a I lot of... I only mentioned creatine because it, it helps with um, it helps with uh, uh, healing up. It, it helps mm-hmm. your muscles heal up faster. It's it's um, I don't know. I don't remember the science behind creatine, but but the way I remember it being explained to me and what I read was that it's like uh, if you ma- if you imagine your muscle fibers like little gears turning, it's going in there and you know it's 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 uh, shoring up those bonds between muscle mm-hmm. fibers and, and making them making them more efficient. And I think it also pushes, you know, some liquid in your muscles, so you so you look bigger. Um, but uh, uh, squats are good, though. But I, I was asking Joe. I, I had read that squats increase your testosterone levels, and I was I was like, is that is that true? Is that a thing? He's like, yep, yep, totally is. So interesting. If you want to raise your testosterone, do squats. Um, does that mean I'll like, be able to grow facial hair now? No, no, <laughs> not, like a, not that much. It's not going to get you to Woody levels, dude. Damn it. I just want to. I want to be able to grow a mustache once, and be like, I'm going to do this now. I'm a mustache guy for a month. I want to see what it's like. <laughs> I can't do it. I look. I just. I, I look stupid. <laughs> I look really, really stupid. 
What was I gonna say? I was gonna say like a Mexican, and then people would get pissed at me. But that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I have a racist joke. It's not really that racist, but you reminded me. Remember last week we did tell me a joke to save your life. Yes. This guy mm-hmm. tweeted me his joke that he would tell to save his life. I used to think I had a Japanese girlfriend, but it was just my imagined Asian. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I somehow marked that one down. It's so good I had to tell it on the show. I, I just want Kyle to jump in with the bang that he gave all of us for our stupid corny <laughs> jokes last bang, week. Bang. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. Because I thought my joke was rather clever. I thought mine cheesy. was funny. <laughs> Let's tell, tell us that story about that involves Slender Man. I want to hear about that. Oh, uh, the two uh, two 12-year-old girls, I want to say. Maybe 14. I think they're 12, though. You said 12 earlier, yeah. Yeah, I think they're 12. Minors, still, all of them. Uh, not even 16, assuredly. They um, They conspired to stab and murder their friend as, like tribute to slender man um and apparently i've only been in i only know of slender man in the game context but apparently it's this whole there's this whole mythology behind it started in creepypasta and uh and there's a bunch of like photoshop pictures of him and stuff like that and these kids were reading about it and apparently they thought that slender man would be happy if they murdered their their friend um and then they would go stay at Slenderman's mansion. Apparently, he's got a mansion in the in the lore. And um, so, what they did was they were hanging out with this girl, brought her into the woods, and they were they brought a knife. And initially, they didn't want to stab her, but they both took turns stabbing her repeatedly. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> apparently, she somehow got away. Was found on a street bleeding. And she's going to, I believe, make a recovery. Wow. How you recover from your friends stabbing you multiple times emotionally, I, I don't know. But um, but these two girls now that did the stabbing, or, or they said, you know, I feel remorse at what I did. Um, but they're they're arrested and they're being tried as a, tried as adults. Wait, wait, they're twelve though, right? Yeah, they're being tried as adults. Damn straight, twelve year olds are adults. <laughs> right, yeah, what do you've got? You have first-hand knowledge of what it's like to... Uh, to I'm not even going to go down the road. Cause that guy promise. was 14 or 15. And by the way, did you guys know it was over? The whole Jumpman mm-hmm. thing? I guess you guys know because of the PK. But, um, yeah, the, there's no court case. It's all done. He, uh, We won. His credit card company looked at the data said, yeah, this guy was trying to commit credit card fraud, and they reestablished the purchase, and it ended. Oh, so, credit card companies don't play either. That's going to be funny. Yeah, he'll have to pay. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's, um, I don't know. We, we submitted the proof. We said, this is the guy. He bought all these things. He's been playing here for months. This is, this is all the data. And in the end, they're like, yep, my customer is trying to steal. And, um, and they reinstated the charges, and we're good to go. Nice. Yep. Good. You smell that, Woody? You smell that? Take a. What am I smelling? Justice. Justice. <laughs> that's, what, that's what justice smells like, Woody. Now I know. <laughs> justice is a little stuffy today. I kind of wanted him to go to prison. That's just, just, just me. Come up, it's you know, 
just I'm that kind of vindictive douchebag. But here's the thing: what do you do with twelve year olds that cons- they, they and they said they knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. they knew murder was wrong. What do you do with twelve year olds that try to murder their friend, like <laughs> conspire to murder? What the? F- I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's right there. I, I don't want them anywhere near me. Right. Like, like I don't. I don't feel like they're going to be uh, safe to be in the community for a while. I think they need to be in some sort of treatment program, some sort of hospital. You know, uh, I don't even know if there is a correct place with, with as bad as some of the facilities out there are. But in an ideal world, they, they need some sort of mental. Uh, I don't help. treat them like adults yet. I think no. Kyle's right. You know, like at twelve years old, like th- there's. Uh, I, I'm all on edge now because I know someone's going to draw some sort of hypocrite line. Like, you know, well, if a 14-year-old can commit credit card fraud, then why can't a 12-year-old commit murder or something like that? But, um, uh, you know, when you're 14 or 15, whatever he was, you totally understand what the purchasing process is. These are 12-year-olds, and they're going to be totally different people as they get older. They're going to... When they're seventeen, and then again when they're twenty-five. Well, the consequences are bigger, right? Like, like they're, and it's so murder. You, yeah, so so you know, you steal something when you're when you're fourteen. It's not a life. It's your life isn't ruined uh, mm-hmm. if you're tried as an adult. You know, you, you can steal a few thousand dollars and and, and be okay. Yeah. Um, but but if you murder someone, and, and we're talking about a, a whole another uh, whole other thing here. You know, that's. We're, the question isn't whether we're going to ruin the next 5, 10, 15 years of their life. We're talking about is, is there, are their lives over now? Or are, are, do we scrap them as individuals from this moment forward because of what they did when they were 12? And when that's the case, I think it's, uh, it, you have to look at it a little bit differently. Um, I, I, like, once again, I don't want to be living next to those psychopaths. Um, mm. It sounds like that. That's it sounds like they're really fucked up in the head, and, and the whole Slenderman aspect of it that really creeps me the fuck out. If they had mm-hmm. just been, if they'd been jealous of this chick because of a boyfriend or something, it would have made so much more sense to me, and I could have wrapped my head around it. If they were like, you know, Stacy's got this boyfriend, you know, named Jimmy. We want Jimmy to like us. We're gonna kill Stacy so Jimmy likes us. All right, that's obvious childish bullshit, twelve-year-old girl kind of stuff. I get it. Okay, of course you don't stab somebody over that's insanity, but I get it. But when they're like, you know, I want to go live in Slender Man's mansion in the woods, I'm like, whoa, first of all, Slender Man's a fucking cartoon character in a video game. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not real. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, it's just a, I wonder if they're that insane or if that's like what their defense attorney has come up <laughs> with. <laughs> you know, I want, it's just so, like, I didn't know 12 year girls, 12 year girls played Slender Man anyway. And if they did, why would they? idolize the villain yeah um they said here's the here's the story um they are accused they the two girls are accused of trying to kill a classmate to curry favor with slender man an internet meme literally an ultra thin fictional character dressed in black who stalks and terrorizes viewers slender man is seen as the digital boogeyman that attracts attracts and repels teenagers uh weir and geyser uh those are the the two uh uh the stabbers uh, are accused of luring their friend into the woods and stabbing her 19 times with a kitchen knife on May 31st. Weir told a detective she thought she would be able to live with Slenderman if she killed someone, according to a criminal complaint in the case. Once the attackers left, the 12-year-old victim crawled from the woods where a passing bicyclist found her. Doctors later told police the girl had narrowly escaped death because the knife missed a major artery near her heart by one millimeter. 
The girl who was stabbed has been uh, released from the hospital. Friends have raised more than $43,000 on her behalf. And uh, there's some, um, I'm going to drop this link in here. Uh, I hope it works. These are the two girls. These are the 12-year-olds. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to say they look fucking weird. Yeah, they look fucking weird. They look fucking weird. These are the kinds of girls, when when these girls get to high school... They're gonna be the ones, you know, that where you look at them, you go, "Are you fucking plotting Columbine over there with your?" I went to high school. I there was a girl who had uh, on her backpack. She had a like some kind of doll hanging from a noose on her backpack. She was a goth kid, and um and from hanging from her backpack was some kind of voodoo doll on a noose. And um, well, I fell in love with her. One, two, <laughs> um, I I every time I saw her, I'm like. What the fuck is going on inside your head right now? And is it murder this person looking at me right? Now? Because this is just these are just weird looking humans that if there was any mental image I could conjure up of what the two 12-year-old girls who murdered tried to murder their friend for Slenderman look like, it would be these these two wackaloons. I don't can you really these are defective humans, aren't they? Maybe. Can you trust that maybe when they hit eighteen, they're not gonna or whatever it is, however long you can stay in juvie? I think it. I, I heard a See, one person. See, I was a defective five. human too, though. You didn't murder people for Slender Man. There's a okay, big difference. Yeah, yeah. You were I just, you know, you. I wrote a moped without a license. Come on, I'm right there. Right, yeah, underage drinking, boozing, and you know, trying to get into that. That's kids are kids will be kids kind of stuff. You can make that argument. Um, you didn't try to murder somebody, and then no, and then just leave, and then apparently badass. you're so incompetent you kill you <laughs> thought you killed somebody, and then yeah she looks dead. All right, let's go. Uh, I, I hear you. I don't know. I, I just have a hard time throwing away someone at twelve because people change so much. She'll be a different person as a teenager and as an adult. Still, they just I, there's something twisted. In them that that you can untwist, I think. Hmm. Well, of course they need to be evaluated, but I just ugh, ugh. It seems to me that that's that's Jeffrey Dahmer like twistedness showing up at at twelve years old, yeah. being that twisted at twelve. Because Dahmer killed. Uh, for some reason, I was just clicking through Wikipedia on uh, serial murderers, and he killed somebody after his high school graduation. His parents left. He murdered somebody. He he murdered a transient and masturbated over his body. And before joining the army, buried him in his yard. Yeah, so it judge. showed up with him at eighteen. I think you're being really judgmental right now. <laughs> 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 Who hasn't murdered somebody and whacked off? I to mean, it, it was high yeah. school graduation Literally for Christ's that. sakes. <laughs> Everyone lets their hair out a little bit. I suppose. But that's this is the, this is that at twelve, twelve years old. Ugh. Did you guys see that woman that got robbed on her live stream on Twitch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, gosh, I hope I have all my facts right. Is her name? I'm going to do the name. Saja Dean. Do I have it right? No clue. No, no idea. I, I know, but I don't. Uh, she okay. was a Dota 2 streamer. See, Saja Dean, she's a Dota 2 streamer. And my mind immediately went to some of the League of Legends streamers who aren't like they're not really good players. They're more like streaming personalities. And to be honest with you, 
their boobs are streaming personalities, is what you're yeah, trying to say. It's okay, I'll see you. There was a time when Reply Girls were the big thing, right? So Epic Mealtime would make a video, FPS Russia would make a video, and these girls would just reply and, like, say things, like, nonsensical babble about the video for, like, 90 seconds. But the thing is, they'd copy all the tags, they'd copy the title, and they'd put boobs in the thumbnail. And they'd get a lot of views. Like if the FPS Russia, if the FPS Russia video got like 10 million views, they might get like 2 million views. 2 million views on a terrible nonsensical reply video because like it, I'm making it up, but the Russia video could be called, um, you know, like it, whatever RPG into a tank explosion. And then her video would also be called that. Your or thoughts on RPG with a tank video explosion. She'd copy the text. She'd copy everything. She'd get into a related video. The related video would have boobs and people would click. And it was dreadfully bad. It was almost like, like I remember I, I was talking to Kyle about it. And he was like, you know, I like to think I'm in on the joke. I like to think that they're not that idiotic. That I know what they're doing. And they're like just mm-hmm. intentionally making a bad video. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. But... The lull streamers are the same thing. Anyway, I got off topic. Apparently, Sage Dean is not this thing. That she's in some group of, like, legit players, and she's, uh, um, you know, every bit the streamer that the that everybody else is. And she's not the Reply Girl equivalent. Because I figured it was fake, that this was, like, a stage, right? There was a lull streamer mm-hmm. that pretended to have cancer, right? Or pretended or to pretend- be... Uh, disabled or paralyzed or something. That was a dude, right? And then there, I yeah, think there was a there was a kid that he he stood up. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather be the guy that got caught jerking his gherkin or laying pipe to his girlfriend than the guy who tried to con people into thinking he's paraplegic and then stands up when he takes the cameras off. That's worse than boning your it's girlfriend. So bad. Yeah, yeah. The boning the girlfriend. I, I I saw that again like a couple months ago or something. It was funny. Um, kudos to him. Fine technique. Anyway, this girl's legit, and she really did get robbed on stream. Like bad people came and robbed her, and apparently she has like credibility built up, and that the people who follow her know that she's honest, and she got robbed on stream. What That's the heck? They said they took weapons. Yeah, the guy had a gun. Well, but I read stole. a report that yeah, they they stole weapons, and oh, I. I didn't read that. I read about that topic, though. Like, uh, some people think that having weapons in the house is an invitation to be get robbed mm-hmm. because uh, they're they're really portable. They're like, like basically, like a handgun is between five hundred and a thousand dollars, roughly. Some are more, but you know, there's a ballpark. Some are less. Imagine that. Like you had five hundred to a thousand dollars in things that easily like fit in a pocket or under a shirt. I could grab mm-hmm. six of them, put them in a backpack, and all of a sudden I've got roughly I'm sucking at the math six times seven hundred and fifty, whatever that is, roughly four thousand bucks worth right. of stuff. And it, you know, handguns in particular, maybe even long guns, are a really nice thing to steal. They're mm-hmm. portable. You don't look crazy having them. You can throw them in a backpack and, and you're good to go. So the, some people were arguing that those guns were a uh, like robbery magnet. I, I, I think don't know, mine man. aren't because they're in a safe. No, yeah. right? You know, 
But that seems weird to me because, like, if you're – because these guys, this wasn't like – I don't think these were people that knew who she was. They were just – they knew her through – or of the weapons and what was there through other means. It wasn't like, oh, you know, we know where this streamer is. Let's hit her now because let's commit a crime on a live stream. What an idiot way to go about doing things. It was just a home invasion. It just so happened that she was a live streamer. But when you do that, if you break into the house of a live streamer or a YouTuber – Think of all the electronics. It's like fucking going to Best Buy, mm-hmm. right? You've cell phones, tablets, computers, monitors, microphones, headphones. All this stuff is there. It's like hitting the jackpot, and you take guns. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. But one of them got caught, right? And they're looking for the other one now. I uh, I thought yeah, one of them got caught for sure. Um, the other one, I imagine, usually they flip on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was weird, though. I, I saw that, and I saw those people, like, you know, walk up in that house, and it, like, like past the camera. It was like, whoa, that, that's that's real. Mm-hmm. That was, that's uh... A, that's a gun. Are you shouting, like, get on the ground, get on the ground? Yeah, that's crazy. I, it's, <laughs> it's fucked that's, up. Yeah, that is, uh... That is that's pretty crazy to, to just be robbed at gunpoint. When I was robbed with my dad, I never, I luckily I never saw the gun. I just heard uh I just heard the guy, you know, give me give me your money motherfucker or something like that and uh and my dad went rigid and <clears throat> you know was taking off all the stuff. I never saw the gun. I never had somebody point a gun in my face and take things from me. That's got to be that's got to be fucked up. Like the the aftermath of that knowing the emotional response has got to be messed up. You know who wouldn't go rigid in a situation like that? My fucking dog. he he daydreams about that shit man like so before our current dogs we had two yellow labs and if you knocked on the door and stuff they would like ferociously bark and whatever but as soon as the door opens they try to be your friend and we had this idea that like well if it was a real situation then the dogs wouldn't befriend the bad guy. Instead, they would keep that aggressive posture and maybe attack or whatever, and, and these dogs would keep us safe. I don't know how true that is. And I bet there's a lot of people listening to that who think the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, my dog is so loving and he's so great, and, you know, the minute you open the door, he licks you to death. But if it was a bad guy, he'd behave differently, as if the dog would really know who's good and who's bad or whatever. And, Kyle, you, you can attest to this. Jack's default state is fuck you up. I'm a very afraid. I'm very afraid of of uh, your dog. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like, like like I don't feel like I could beat your dog. I don't think I could beat him in a, in a physical contest. Like, like it's just not going to happen. I feel like I would definitely need a, a weapon. Um, and I don't think I don't think there'd be any way for 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 one of us to walk away the same as we yeah. as we went in. Yeah. One of us is going to get hurt badly. That's really well put, right? Like, even if you grabbed a, like, say you had that, like, the, the SOG knives we brought on the survival trip, right? You'd probably win that. Jack might get a hold of your arm, but then you've got the other one and it's a nightmare right. for him. I wouldn't want that. That, that's, yeah, I, I, that wouldn't be my weapon of choice. I want something long. I'd like, I'd want a bat or something. Like, like, he's so fucking scary. He's vicious. <laughs> like, like, he really means business. I don't think, I don't, I, I swear, I think I'd take the knife. Because the, the bat implies that your first shot is going to succeed and everything. I think I could keep him at range. This is a dog that runs 37 miles an hour. 
the knife implies that I'm on my back and he's on top of me, and if I fuck this up, I'm gonna die. I, I, to me, I feel like the night. I feel like, dude, the dog's closing the distance. He runs almost forty miles an hour. He's gonna close the distance on you. Now what? If you like, if I'm a UFC fighter, right, and I'm going against some excellent takedown artist, then I need to figure out how to win a fight from my back. If I'm going up against Jack. I need to figure out how to win a fight, even though he closes the distance. I'm not keeping him away. I think. When I read, um, what's the book about the dog who gets kidnapped to Alaska to pull the the sled? Is it Call of the Wild? Um, and, and there's this whole part about where Buck the dog is thinking to it. He's he's been kidnapped from his like idyllic home in California, and he's been stolen away to be a, a sled pulling dog in uh, in Alaska, I believe. And there's this whole part where he's, he gets broken in, like, like where he, he, he tries to attack these people who have kidnapped him, but the guy's got a club. And at, at the end of the, of, of the fight, he, he, he has this idea cemented into his dog brain that dog beats man, but man with club always beats dog. And so <laughs> I've kind of got that in my head that, that if, if you've got a club, a dog's going to have a really hard time dealing with you. Huh. I, I, I swear, I think I like the club more than the bat. Well, it depends what kind of bat we're talking, right? Like, preferably, I want an aluminum bat. Like, I want I want a nice light one that I can swing with one hand, one arm. Huh. Um, know. You know, a, a big Louisville Slugger is pretty slow to 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 wield, but if you've got like a nice, uh, especially if it's one that's made for like you know kids, like like a like a like a nice like demarini. Yeah, like a, like a twelve year old's aluminum baseball bat. Mm-hmm. I can yeah, I can I, wield with that. It's nice to have – last time I've been physically threatened, two days ago, right? <laughs> it's not like it's a super uncommon thing. And it's nice knowing like, all right, like if, so, if something were to go down hypothetically, first line of defense, Jack, by the time that's done, second line is probably the Remington 870. Here we go. I like yeah. my odds. Yeah. That's <clears> – <throat> So uh so yeah anyway I don't I forget oh yeah if they were to try that on um on my uh, if they were to try robbing my house I think Jack would crush him and it's interesting having a dog in the house who he like really is a watchdog I, I guess you have one too Kyle Dax Yeah we got him fixed by the way Oh did you Yeah is how long ago uh, a couple weeks ago he's at the kennel right now um I don't know when I went and picked him up uh, like he licked my hand, uh, like like when um, when like uh, I was like sitting in the car with my like my arm hung out the window and he like started licking my hand and so that was that hadn't happened in a while. Uh, <laughs> he, and then he got back too, right? and he didn't he didn't have any issues so, uh you know he but but in his kennel you know he's still like barking at the walls and you know because I'm on the other side of him and stuff and and being a real real motherfucker so I don't know if he's better or not I think it took. A little bit of the anger out of him, but I don't know how much. We'll see in days to come. But, I, like I said, he's not here right now. Um, Kitty went to uh, E3, so she's out there, and I don't take care of dogs, so the dogs go to the kennels if, if she's not around. But yeah, like I was starting to say before, I always had these yellow labs where we thought, well, maybe they'd turn it on. Now it's a matter of, like, I got a dog who's always on, and it's, <laughs> you know, I, I'm fully aware of, yeah, you know, it's. It's a thing. I just oh, imagine yeah, totally Kyle so. getting his hand licked, and he's like, "What is this affection from this dog?" It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. It was. It was like. But he was drugged, yeah. right? 
No, 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 no. He, he had been fixed for, for days. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, like so. Um, the the cool thing about the kennel that that they stay at, it's like a rescue kennel, and so they have a vet that gives them like rescue dog prices on everything. So I got the dog fixed for I don't know seventy five dollars or something, and I, I guess for a full grown dog, it's normally like closer to two hundred. We had Buddy fixed at this like traveling denudering place <laughs> like it, they told someone told me about it and there's a name for it it's an acronym it's like spare or something like that and um uh basically they drive around in an rv and fix dogs and hmm. yeah so like and i was like you know i'm a little concerned like is this like on the up and up like what are we doing here is my dog getting second rate care and they're like no your dog is getting first-rate care. This is the place that you want to get your dog fixed. A normal vet fixes like, you know, 45 dogs a month. I fix 15 dogs a day. And I'm like, all right, now listen, my dog's a tricky situation. He's got one nut. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's – and then she, like, lists what it was called, which I knew at the time. Anyway, yeah, we were, a normal vet might see one of those, you know, two a year. He's like, we see one of those a day. Like, it's no big deal. I know my math ratios were off there, but, um, so yeah, we took him and, and they, they neutered my one bald dog, buddy, without any trouble. And, uh, now he has no balls at all. <laughs> we got to even it out. You can't just have an odd number. That's, just, yeah, it's not right. It's no, either it's zero or even. That's, that's all you get. Uh, Jackie looked into it. Apparently, so the other ball did exist. It was just in his belly, like it never dropped or something. And dogs that had that situation are more likely to be gay. But um, yeah, Buddy's not gay. He actually picked up a girlfriend at the kennel while we were in the beach. According <laughs> to his little, we get. A, does everyone get a report card back from their kennel? Is that something every kennel does? No, I don't. I <laughs> really. No Are, no oh, that's. Jackie found the super kennel. I could probably find his report card if you guys wanted me to read it. But they have all these weird, like, they have movie night where they will literally, and I assume it really happens, I don't know. But they take the dogs where the owners paid for movie night, and then they all watch dog-related movies together. Like, all dogs go to heaven, or, <laughs> or that Michael J. Fox movie with the dogs. And then they share popcorn. So the counselors will have a bite of popcorn, and then they'll give the dogs some popcorn. And everyone eats popcorn together and watches dog-related movies. They'll train them while you're gone, and, and they, they write up little report cards for your dogs. I really want to read this. Here, you guys do the show. I'll be back. I promise. If it takes more than a minute to find it, then I'll, uh, I'll just come back anyway. <laughs> All right. Okay. Doggy report card. I'm going hunting. So where do you want to take this left? Do you want to talk about the war in Iraq? Um, sure, yeah. Do do we send troops or do we give any kind of aid at all? I think we should bomb. So so I guess and, and maybe I don't know the most about it, but it looks like um after what we did, you know, ousting Saddam Hussein and, and propping up this new regime, that is is failing and Actual terrorists, actual um, Al Qaeda, is moving in and taking over towns in Iraq, which had never happened before because Saddam kept them out. And uh, and now I believe Iran has stepped in and has has started helping the Iraqis fend off these people. And now there's the question as to whether the U.S. should be doing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, something as well. And I, I, the I Iranians said they're open to it, right? Like we'll we'll work with. Um the U.S. 
in efforts to to keep the peace in Iraq. Well, I didn't see that, but I know that Obama just sent the uh, sent an aircraft carrier, the the George H W Bush, to the to the per- Persian Gulf. Um, That's a new one. The uh, it's a it's it's the it's the namesake class too, or, or is it the Gerald R Ford class? Let me. Let me see. I think it's a brand new, brand shiny new aircraft carrier. Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I think he just basically sent a real death machine to the area just in case we need to really fuck some shit up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you hear some people in the world may be like, oh, you just sent one boat? It's like, yeah, we sent one boat that has the firepower of most countries' air forces on it um, to, to the region. So I think they're considering maybe doing some bombing, some stri- some missile strikes, something like that on strategic targets. But, you know, I, that's the sort of thing that's really gotten us in hot water before. I don't, you start lo- lobbing missiles, lobbing bombs around. The next thing you know, you're blowing up the wrong people and you've got a whole nother subset of individuals who hate you. I was wrong. It was not a uh, Gerald R. Ford class. It's a Nimitz class uh, aircraft carrier. The Gerald R. Ford has not been completed yet. I see. But it's going to be badass. Or no, no, no. It was it was launched in 2013, going to be commissioned in 2016. It's got hmm. two phalanx close-in weapon systems, and those things just look super badass. It sounds more interesting than the doggy report card. I don't know. <laughs> We're talking about sending troops to Iraq to... Uh, to uh, quell the uprising there. No. But let's hear the doggy report card. Let's hear the doggy report card. All right. I'd be happy to talk about that other thing, too. Your fantastic trio had a blast with all their friends and counselors here at camp! Exclamation part. Exclamation point. Jack and Harley enjoyed running around with their pals Bra- Bowser, a cute mix boy, and Marty, a pointer, while Buddy relaxed by the baby pool with his girl Stella. We hope to see the boys and girls again very soon. So yeah, buddy picked up Stella, a black lab, a black lab mix. Are you uh, are you okay with that? Interracial? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm all uh, right. I'm not racist. I have a black dog in law. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if if being forced to write like little report cards about dogs staying at kennels. I wonder how much you exactly how much you hate your job and your life. <laughs> yes. I mean, you get to play with dogs, but you've got to write like reports about I, these I dogs. I let them out, and they're barking. Let me handle this. I don't want neighbors to get angry. Hold on. All right. Um, but, you know, it's been... How long has uh, have the troops been gone? Are we off warranty on Iraq? Is there a, <sighs> is there a warranty period? I want to know. Like, well, what would it be? Because we went in there and fucked shit up, and so we're responsible for keeping the I don't think it's about there, that. Right? No, 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 no. So, so we're pretty. Much, I believe we're one hundred percent pulled out now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think the concern isn't so much that. Oh, well, it should be. The concern should be we fucked this situation up. We should have to fix it. Um, I, I can understand that, but that's not the thing. It's that you're gonna. It, honestly, it's oil again. You know, mm-hmm. you, if if Al Qaeda takes over that place, you know, you it destabilizes the the global oil markets, which is bad. Isn't just bad for the U.S. Everyone always, and I think I've mentioned it before. You know, that, oh, they went in there to get that oil. Yeah, they went. In, we went in there to secure the oil for all the German people, the Russian people, the <laughs> the Sweden, the Swedish people, everybody who wants oil in the, in the on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. You if really we're, think so? I, I, yeah, I, I know so because it, that's, that's how it works. It played out like this. Like we went in there hoping that American companies would get access to Iraqi oil. That's not it how it went works. so bad 
Dude, that, that's not And how there it were works. so many eyes on it that we had to sort of scale back our selfish plans. And All right, explain just... this to me. So, so an American company goes in. Let's say we send BP in, and they get their hands on Iraqi oil, and they're pumping it out of the ground. Then what do they do with it? They sell it. Or to refine who? it and sell it to the world. Yeah, yeah. It goes into the global oil market. Right, because it's fungible. Go on. It's it's the U.S. has nothing to gain in that situation. Right. It's not like you know the like, troops are pumping out the oil and it's going straight to American ports. And by the way, Kyle, I know you're going to catch flag for this. BP is is British Petroleum. I think it's a British company. I don't think BP is. Uh, that's true. That's true. Ex- I, I think you're thinking of Exxon Mobil. Exxon sure. Mobil. Yeah, that's a better example. But, but my right? point is that so, so it's a Exxon Mobil It's not like there's a company that they're going to pump it back to the United States in a big tank and be like, this is U.S. oil. Well, the profits could go to the United States. The profits could go to Exxon Mobil. Right. The profits will go to, to them and their stockholders and, you know, but, but why would down works, right? Yeah, Perfectly. but why would they spend trillions to do that? Because we're idiots. Because mm. they're bought and sold by Exxon Mobil. Right. And they tried to kill my father, y'all. Dave Chappelle, that bit was that was perfect. And honestly, tried to kill my father, y'all. That makes more sense than anything. I could even I could even understand that. You, you know, he's plotting to kill George uh, George H W. Let's fuck his shit up. But I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what they should do now. I'm not sure what they should have done to begin with, other than just leave those fuckers alone. Um, if I could go back in time, and I'm the president, we leave Saddam in there. You know, maybe we slap him on the wrist. Maybe we punk him out a, a, a little bit more. But man, he knew how to keep those motherfuckers in line over there, so that you didn't have all this. He did, yeah. Horrible stuff going on. I... Right, and we took him over in what three days? What was the approach march? How yeah, long was that? It was like a, how much of a threat was he in the first place? If we're, we're none, we are none. taking control of your sandcastle in five days, but you were a threat in the first place, weren't you? Right. American freedom was right on the edge. We practically lost it. Mm-hmm. It's such bullshit. Please, America, the next time someone tells you that fucking Argentina threatens your freedom, don't believe it. Next time you hear Croatia is about to take out American freedom or Crimea or, I don't know, Mongolia... Let's not send troops. Are you saying the troops aren't actually fighting for our freedom, Woody? Is that what you're saying? Clearly. That that's that's, that's perhaps bullshit. They are pawns being used to implement American policies. Mm. And sometimes those policies are for the good of the world, but sometimes they're just for the greed of a few. Yes. Yes, on both counts. And... If you want to sign up for the military, please have yourself in mind because the country doesn't have you in mind. It They are going to use you as pawns in some sort of social policy, and, and that's, that's your role. And you, you're often treated really poorly before, during, and after your service. You can see with the, what's been going on with the VA lately that that's true. People on waiting lists dying. Yeah, and you know what? That's just total bullshit, okay? You can't. Yeah, volunteer army. These people weren't drafted, but still, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind. I'm not standing for troops. I'm not saluting the troops. I'm done with the troops. In short, fuck the troops. Dear. But well, you, you still need to give. You can't just send them to get shot at and then not give them care when they get back. That's just not cool. I'm against the whole. Oh my God, the troops are all. They're all heroes fighting for your freedom. I think that's all bullshit. 
and you know, I'm against all these combat operations. Declare fucking war and go to war. Don't give yes. me the War Powers Act. But you got to help them out when they come back. Combat is still combat regardless of the politics. All the politics go out the window when the bullets start f- flying. And you've got to protect the guys that do the shooting. That's just how can you not do that and how is it in any way okay that you know troops are, aren't getting their meds or just waiting in line and and all this stuff? It, come on. That's re- that's absolutely ridiculous regardless of politics. You got to help them out when they get back. That's a that's a this this healthcare is on us for the rest of your life. That's a that's a perk and that's totally reasonable. Is it really totally re- I I don't know what the totally reasonable. reasonable thing is, right? Like I people I think if a soldier dies they get some amount of money. And it's not a lot. It's 6,000 or 9,000 or whatever. And I think what is it supposed to be though? Like are you supposed to strike it rich if you die in combat? Like is your family supposed to to hit it as a jackpot? I don't I don't think so that's not how that how that works um you know when when you're a vet you come home and you get favorable mortgages and you get like i don't know what the va covers i don't know what it is but i I don't know where that debt is supposed to end Mm -hmm. you know are are they really like (laughs) the first class citizens for the rest of their lives making everyone else a second class citizen like you know you get everything lined up for you you get special insurance rates you get special mm-hmm. bank rates you get special privileges and we're gonna you, know, you get saluted on every airport you, you get like you know and, and free medical care for life and you know it, it's in some if ways all it's, that other crap went away i'd be fine with free medical care for life if all that other just bullshit went away you didn't have your own credit unions and favorable the, insurance rates and stuff the, the menu i are they, does I'm out of my depth here. Does the VA only treat combat related injuries? Uh, no, 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 no. It's uh, it's. Uh, I remember when my grandpa was alive. He would uh, uh, when I would spend summers, summer days there. Uh, when my dad would go to work, we would have to go to the VA for medicine and stuff. Uh, he got his. Uh, he had open heart surgery in 2002, and he had all the medication after that was from the VA, and the VA was taking care of all that. He fought in World War II. That so. seems a little excessive. Like, you get free medical care for the rest of your life? Well, apparently we're finding out now it's not the best medical care. You're probably yeah, right? better off paying for it. Um, in fact, he wanted to have the heart surgery done at the VA, and I remember my dad at the time. I was in junior high. My dad was, no, we're going to a real fucking hospital, and we'll pay for it. It's okay. You're getting the good care. You're not having the VA doctors. Um do that to you, but uh, but no, yeah, they they treat everything. It's not just combat related. Like, yeah, I'd like the whole nation to have better health care. I just feel like you know sometimes soldiers come home and it's like, all right, now you get a lifetime of perks. It's like, wow, that's it's pretty sweet. Uh, you know, I, I I I see what Woody's saying because it's easy to prop up the guy <clears throat> the guy who who has post traumatic stress disorder and say this is why. You know, combat guy, nightmares and stuff. I get right that guy. Right. You know, Post traumatic stress disorder. Three thousand. Go on. Three thousand miles away in the trailer, dropping drones on innocent drone strikes on innocent people. That guy also gets the free health care and the favorable rates and all that stuff. Even the post traumatic. Let's say the post traumatic stress disorder guy comes home, needs help. Great. I'm so on board. You know, not a problem. 
10 years later, he's kind of worked his way past the post-traumatic stress disorder. Now he has Lyme disease because he went camping with his buddies. Huh. I pay for that too? I don't you know, know if that's how. It 30 works, years but, after that, he's know. having heart surgery, right? You know, he's left his dad. He's in World War, or, I'm sorry, grandfather. You know, mm-hmm. we find World War. 30 years after, you know, that, now he's having heart surgery. We owe that too? So for forever, because of the service, you'd get all your medical care forever? I think it might be different with World War II veterans and Vietnam veterans and Korean veterans because they were all drafted. I think when you're drafted and you've got to go, that that ra- that raises the stakes on the back end, I would say, because it's a crime for me to not go. I will be per- pursued... It's a federal crime for me to be drafted and not go. So I have to go. You're going to give me something on the back end for this, and I think that's an easier case to be made for draftees as opposed to guys that signed a check or signed up or were doing it to get out of, I don't know, burglary charges or, you know, grand right. charges or whatever. That's, Heroes. That's... Heroes, all of them. <laughs> Do you want to touch that hornet's nest? No, no, I've done it, and people get pissed, but deal with it i'm sorry i'm going to challenge what you think it's they're not heroes they're some are people many are not heroes to to other troops right but just heroes you it's just, we should hold these people up for society to everybody should emulate no no i'm good <clears throat> i think um, we use that too much in society heroes Ugh. i don't know like let's say for example and i bet this is, describes a lot of people Bombs drop on 9-11, or planes crash on 9-11. These guys are inspired to do something about it. They join the military. They get sent overseas, and they start fighting for our freedom. Now, fighting for our freedom. We talked about that. We all know where we stand. But, you know, they really are acting in a very brave way out of motivation to protect their country. Mm Mm-hmm. Brave, sure. Oh, you want to talk brave? Okay. I don't. Not all brave people are heroes to me. I don't. Hmm. Einstein is a hero. Uh, anybody else? Nikola Tesla, hero of society. Uh, we're talking about. I'm talking about more global heroes, things that transcend whatever it is. Because the combat troops, like the the seals that went in and got Osama, heroes to the military. Those are the the guys, but you know I'm. Who, what what do you? Okay, now you're not in the military anymore. Outside of the military context, you got nothing for me. I got nothing. Just not a not a thing. And so now it's going to be really funny to see how many people are absolutely upset because I refuse to call people killing brown people heroes. Think about that. When you're pissed off right now and you're writing your comment, just think. This guy is is refusing to use a word for people that kill brown people. Err, anger. My my issue is not some the guy I described, right, who joined because he was motivated to do something good for his country and this and that. I don't have a big problem with calling him a hero. It doesn't bug me. It might be a little bit extreme, but um my trouble is that there are a lot of people around him who joined the military because they had no other job options. Right, mm-hmm. who joined the military because they were in trouble with the law, and that was one of the options. The judge was like, "All right, you can do sixty days in the pokey, or you can join, you know, the army." And and they, you know, they chose the military option to stay out of jail. They chose the military option to stay out of McDonald's. They chose the military options, and now they're just there, kind of 
smoking and joking and, you know, doing what it takes to stay out of trouble, but not necessarily excel. And, uh, and they get like the hero class. It seems like it's been extended to them kind of easily. If these guys weren't in the military, <clears throat> they'd be flipping burgers. Or they're in the military and, uh, you know, they're not acting in the way that you want an upstanding individual to, to act. You know, they're... Mm-hmm. Making detainees jerk off. There you go. Or, or, or sit naked in a pyramid. All that stuff. <laughs> There's that, or even the less extreme way. Like, look, if if you just didn't have anything going on for you professionally after high school, so you join the military, and then you get in there, and now all of a sudden you're, like, sleeping with as many women as you can, and you're shooting guns during the day, and you're living this, you know, fantasy life. Uh, it's not that you're a terrible person, but you're no fucking hero. You know, let, let's not go overboard on the hero description. <clears throat> not if you're, you know, a womanizer type sort mm-hmm. and and that describes a lot of young people in the military kyle <clears throat> are you asking about the uh, the hero thing yes i think hero is uh should uh, i i heard someone propose that that you know you couldn't be a hero if you're a fireman or a policeman because that's your job your job is to do these things um, that, that being a hero is when you do something that that's not your job it's not in your daily routine to be doing them it's when you go way above and way beyond and you do something that a normal person never would. So, like, the guys who are in the military who have won, like, the Medal of Honor, those guys are, by and large, all heroes. Um, guys who, like, you know, I, I saw a guy the other day. This There was a car wreck, and, like, uh, this guy ran into the gas pump. Uh, the gas yeah. pump bursts into flames, and, and this guy runs back in and drags the guy out. That was pretty heroic what he did. I don't know if he's a hero. Like, does he do that shit every day? Like, like is that you know Superman's a fucking hero? Um, no. Nope. You just drug somebody out of a, a burning Superman's car. I don't know if you're a hero or not. So it really depends on your definition of he- of hero. Um, first and foremost, some people have a uh, uh, a not so constricted view of uh, uh, of of what a hero is. Uh, but but I. I I think you got to really do something hardcore to be a hero. So I don't think that just because you put on the uniform, you you're instantly imbued with. Uh, I don't think you're instantly a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you do something heroic, then you then you've done something heroic. And I think if you make a habit out of doing heroic things throughout your life, then you become a hero. I like that. I like that a whole lot. That's uh, that's. I think that that falls in line with what I was thinking about the use of the term hero. Because I've found that a lot of people get angry that I use terms differently or have different definitions than them. So, you know, when I say they're not heroes, when I, to me, when you say somebody's a hero, you're not, it's not a specific act. You're holding up that person and their entire life and their entire way of living and going about being a, a human in our society and saying this. It's essentially the, the real world version of saying this on the internet when you respond to something and just say mm. this. And you look and you say, "Excuse me, everybody!" Ta-, and you hold them up. This is what we want. This is good. And I, I just don't think that a, sing, a single actor or even a series of acts can do that. And I like what Kyle. You know, if that's a habit, if you, if everything you do is exemplary, or your entire way of life and uh, all the things you accomplish are exemplary, then you're in hero class. But just, you know. 
I pulled a I pulled my buddy out of a burning Humvee. That was really heroic and brave, and that's some fucked up shit. But you're just you're not a hero when you get back. Okay, you're his hero. You're his hero, right? New topic. Yeah, I'll eat mine. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know my segues are so goddamn smooth. They're gonna be mimicked all over the world, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch the Lefty Show. I've got I've got great segues, man. Do you really? Please. Are you no, just are you saying as bad as mine? Just fucking um, hard edges. You know what? Time to talk about something else. <laughs> um, oh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare trailer. We all watched it. We did. I, I don't I'll know, go, man. I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it either. No. I, think, I, I think it's going to be a fun little single-player experience. Um, you know, I just... I'm not into. I don't think I'm into it like I used to be. I, I'm definitely not going to get like caught up in the game and playing the game for for dozens and dozens of hours. I, I I'm a, honestly, I won't even be in a rush to buy it. Um, I'll get it on time. I don't think I'm gonna. I, I don't want to pay two hundred dollars to get it early like I once did. I once paid five hundred dollars to get it early. Yeah, um, I think it. I think that's, that's true. Huge. It might have been two hundred, but I thought it was five. And uh, I don't think I'm gonna be doing that this year, but. I saw it. it. It looks like Crisis. You know, it. I, I've mm-hmm. I've been asking for years. I was like, you know what? Let's go future on this stuff, like sci-fi. And it looks like we have our sci-fi cod. There's jetpacks, right? It, it and lasers and fucking lasers, mech suits and lasers. And this is the sci-fi cod. Um, I didn't need another World War II shooter. I'm done with that. I'm done with weapons and their gigantic recoils and their iron sights and all that shit. Like, I've, I've played it. You can't do that for me, anyway. For me, personally. Um, COD 4, you know, everyone looks at that as nostalgic. And I feel like a lot of times when people say, you know, if you want the perfect COD, just roll it back to 2007. And I was saying this before the show started. I don't think that's what you want. I think if that rolled out, you'd have a whole other set of complaints on the lack of innovation. What you want is your Modern Warfare 2 or COD 4, whenever it is you started, you want that experience back. You want it to be fresh. You want your friends. You want to be doing your thing. You want to be having you know success in the game for the first time. You want to have that like initial experience where you popped your Call of Duty cherry. You can't have that again. You only get that once. You need to go to some other game if that's what you're looking for, but... You know, rolling back all the kill streaks to UAV chopper, I'm sorry, UAV airstrike chopper, isn't going to make it mm-hmm. the game that you remembered. It, it that's just gone. It's passed by. Move on. It's in terms of what they are actually going to do next. Going to a sci-fi military shooter. Um, I'm down. I'll give it a shot. You know, like, what do I want from them? I definitely don't want some 80s military shooter. I don't want some 1940s military shooter. I, I You know, a big deal to me is I would like it to play like Ghosts. No, I'm so, oh, my God. What did I just say? Black Ops 2. <laughs> Black Ops 2 was my favorite COD. Um, a lot of people like the older ones, but to me, the maps were the right size. You got the, you know, hip fire, and it was all about anticipating the next guy. Um I, 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 it was that fast paced run and gun. You can have success. You know, my favorite map of all time. Oh, what was the, is it standoff? The one with the streets? I don't know if you guys the, know. It's shaped like a, it's like an S, isn't it? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. The street and there's, there's one flag tanks. by the, the hay yeah. bales and then on the other side, mm-hmm. it's actually hay bales on both sides, really. And then in the middle, there's cars and trucks and stuff. That's my favorite map of all time because 
You know, you just run around corners, hip spraying people, doing your thing. If you die, it's not such a big deal. You just get right back in the action. As opposed to Array in Black Ops 1, which was part shooter, part hiking simulator, (laughs) where if you died, you're like, oh, my God. I just spent the last six minutes trying to advance map control up to this spot. I finally got where I wanted to be. You took me out, GG, but... Yeah, that's a that that was a twenty player map. That was just too big for their limitations. Ghosts, I think, has tons of maps that size. I haven't even played that much Ghosts. But that one with the fucking castles and the grass and like oh, man. oh god, I think I played that twice before I just stopped playing. Dude, so I'm an objective Ghosts. player, right? Like I really like to take the flags and push forward and whatever. Taking uh-huh. flags in that map is like for suckers. You never see anyone take flags on YouTube on that map. Like, they don't mm-hmm. do it. They just fucking, uh, that's somebody else's job. I'm the Slayer, because I'm fucking special. I'm too good for that. You know, fuck you. You're not too good for that. You're not good enough for that. That's the real mm-hmm. deal. If you were worth a shit, you'd be able to take that flag. But no, you won't do it, because you're afraid it'll hurt your KD, and that's why you only take flags in the last, like, 20% of it, or not at all. But anyway, um, Taking flags on that map is so dreadful because the like the lines of sight are so long, the map is so big. It, it's it's so as far as them going sci-fi on the next thing with the the mech suits and the jump packs and all that and stuff. Smart grenades, smart grenades. That's an. I think that's thing. pretty cool. I like that. It's a little yeah. bit of the Judge Dread, the not Dread Judge Dread with Stallone. And that stupid gun that he had. No, they, they they brought that back for Dread too. Oh, did they? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so that's yeah, part yeah. of the that's part of the Dread lore. I really want to get into those graphic novels. I got to take a note. You should watch <laughs> the new movie, the Dread movie on Netflix. You haven't seen. I it? will, but I want to read the I want to read the comic books. Ah, first. okay. Or, or the new movie's the really good. Novels. But um, uh, yeah. So in terms, like a lot of people, it almost looks like it's not built on the COD engine. I can't be sure. Right, it, but the guy that was playing it, that was just showing off. You know, he was just walking through the map, so you don't really get to see much. Um, it looked, you know, it looked interesting, and it's Call of Duty, so we'll all buy it. But I'm not going to wait in the cold. I'm not playing it on console. I'll play it on PC. Hope that there's, you know, oh, what are you thinking? PC support. Cod's I hope that there's a enough PC, PC game. This isn't COD though. You we talked about this is sci-fi COD. This is different. This is <laughs> really let's I see. I, Look, I'm as PC Master Race as most at this point, but you know what I really am? I'm Platform Master Race, if there's such a thing. Like, before I bought Assassin's Creed, the the last one I bought, the the Revolutionary War one, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know, should I get this on PC? I'm always down on the work of my mouse keyboard skills at the time. And they're like, no, Woody, that's a console game. It'll come out later on PC, and if it does, it'll be you know, delayed, there'll be mm-hmm. issues or whatever. Assassin's Creed is a console game. That's their primary focus. Uh, Borderlands, on the other hand, I, people say the PC experience is the top one. You know, the graphics are better. The gameplay is nicer. It, you know, it, it, it's where you want to be. Borderlands, play that on PC. Assassin's Creed, play that on console. COD, it's a console game. I don't. I just don't like. I'm. I'm. I think I'm done paying to play games that I already paid for. I think I just don't like that. I, I I took a long hard look at it once I. You know, stop paying for Xbox Live. And I'm like, why would I do that? I paid money for these games, and I pay money for the internet, but I have to pay more money. It's what is it, seventy bucks a year, right? So, is it seventy or is it sixty? Six. Uh, it's six. Whatever it is, right? So five bucks a month. But that's just no. 
when I can get it on. So you canceled um, your Xbox Live subscription? Yeah, I don't have it anymore. No, we we didn't do that. Um, I just I don't I don't want to do it anymore. So, um, it's just no. I'll uh, I'll deal with the the lack of support and the games coming out later. Yeah, um, but Grand Theft I just. Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Oh, I can't wait for that on PC, though. I wonder if that's going to be better on PC. Because Grand Theft Auto yes. 4 was better on PC. but mm-hmm, With all the mods and stuff. Yeah, with all the mods and stuff. And the graphics look nicer. And it, Grand Theft Auto 4 was better on PC. Grand Theft Auto 5, um, it's not on PC yet, right? No, announced for it's fall of this year. Fall. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. So when it finally comes out for PC, is it going to be better or... Not because it, it it certainly seems like Grand Theft Auto is a console game at this point, right? And um, I think the way it works in my head, I know nothing about game development, but I I think that you know if they're also announcing it for the next next gen consoles, and it seems to me that the plan was we get GTA Five out for the last gen consoles, Xbox mm-hmm. three sixty, PS three, and then we go, you know, we do a soft reset. And develop for the new platforms, which all are all pretty much PCs. Right. And that would make it a little bit easier and the game, the experience more uniform on next gen plus the PC platform. I, th- that seems logical. And what they showed, again, is it pre-rendered? Is it actually in-engine? We can't even trust in-engine gameplay anymore nope. after what happened with uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines, and a few other things. So, you know, I creamed my pants at the Division. And seeing that, I was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. And then I remembered, Aliens Colonial Marines looks so badass in that in-engine footage. And it just wasn't that at all. Same thing with uh, Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs looked amazing. And then people got it on the console and even the PC. And they're like, what is this? This is just, this doesn't look next gen. This is... The thing about Grand Theft Auto is it's such, even on the console, even on your Xbox 360... It's such a gargantuan fucking world with so many things to do. When you mm-hmm. step up to the Xbox One, it's an even it's it's even better. But when when you open it up to PC and the modding community, that game's gonna be unlike anything we've seen before. I think. I think when you take Grand Theft Auto Five and you open it up to that, there's mm-hmm. when you open it up to like like Woody always says when you let the world. Uh, start working on this thing. The you know the the collective uh, creativity of millions. There's going to be some cool fucking shit that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some really insane mods for Grand Theft Auto Five, and you're not even going to recognize it anymore in some cases. I like the model that Minecraft unintentionally fell into, which is like you, your game becomes an engine, and then suddenly there's a developer world or server owners world that spawns around it, like. You, why not make GTA an engine? And then people can implement Call of Duty in Grand Theft Auto, right? Like, I saw G-Unit did his nuke in Grand Theft Was it Grand Theft Auto 5 or something else? 4, maybe? Did you guys see that? I think it was uh, 5. No. Was it 5? Yeah, great. Yeah, he plays 5 with Big Star and all you that You know, stuff. G-Unit, of course, in his fake nuke. Yeah. He re-implemented that whole thing in Grand Theft Auto. They had the terminal map. They had the Harrier Strike. They had everything. <laughs> and and he, I think he even redid his commentary. You know, from oh, wow. the, from like old school <laughs> commentary, like yeah, this is what I like to do. He's just like opening his routes, like you know, he hits this whatever minute and a half nuke all the time. Um, it was a clever idea. Anyway, like 
Gary's mod, right? Those guys have said, hey, you can use our engine any way you want to. And, you know, that opens the world up for a guy like me to make a Gary's mod server. Maybe a better Rust, maybe a better Gmod, who knows? And implement, like, capture the flag in Gary's mod or, or lots of the, the classic game types and you, maybe a new game type you've never seen before. Someone implemented civilizations in Minecraft. Right? That's kind of interesting. Um, I think it's a neat concept for a game developer to be like, you know, all right, here's my engine. Here's my sample game. Go nuts with it. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, his development efforts pale in comparison to what the world is doing with his platform. And we'll see if that catches on in gaming or not. Minecraft has it now. They might squander it, but Minecraft has it now where people are just developing new stuff for their game mode all the time. Step one, and buy why Minecraft. Is that? Why, why, why are they uh, developing new things? What's the motivation there? What's the, uh, the uh, we'll call it an incentive? What, what might that be? <laughs> it's money. It, it is. Uh, there's no, no, people- it's not bad. Uh, profit. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who might do it just for love, but that's amateurs do it for love pros do it for money and um you know what's happened in the server world is a whole lot more profit you know like i'll say this i wiped out ender chests in one of our game types so you can have a chest that like you can access it from anywhere it's not a physical chest it's like a spiritual chest mm-hmm. and um we had this thing we made a mistake so everything but the first row of their ender chest got that deleted for people who logged in during like a 30 minute time period i don't know how many people were impacted they'll say 15 or 30 i'm up at 5 a.m fixing this shit you know like and, and people are rude they're mad and i'm polite and i'm responsive and i'm fixing their stuff And the reason is they deserve it. You know, these guys, only donators were impacted, you know, because other people only have the first row. So these guys have all done something to help Woodycraft, and I do something to help them back. Um, It's customer service. It's customer (laughs) service, and it's important. So I'm up literally like 5 a.m. fixing these things, and they're angry they lost it in the first place, and I get where they're coming from, and we made it right, period. If... I was doing this as a hobby. I would tell them to lick my left nut and travel around towards the back. I'm going to bed. Yeah, if they hadn't invested in this thing, if they were just some random guy using a, and it was a, it was a free service, like, dude, I offer this shit for free. It's for fun. It's for everybody's fun. I don't care about your imaginary things. These things yeah. have no tangible value. I don't <clears> owe you anything. It's a free experience I'm providing to begin with. But it's a pay-to-play service in a way, so... You know, you owe it to them. It, yeah, exactly. They are the profit owed. motive gives you a better product. Exactly. That's exactly. why. That's why Woodycraft is the best Minecraft server in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, um, so yeah, it, but but I feel like sometimes they're like, oh, profit motive. Oh no, that makes you money where That makes you terrible. It doesn't. It makes you hardworking. At least it does me. We all went through this with YouTube. Yes. Remember that whole thing? You know, oh my God, you're a money whore. People getting partnered, and you've. You know, people sending dislike bots. This was back. I was like, oh, my God, somebody who's disliking my videos, a mother of God. But <laughs> because I got partnered and, you, you know, sent, it's like, what? We went through all this and people seem to have turned a corner and realized, you and know, YouTube, if you want, yeah. and then, if uh, you want uh, on-demand uh, content all the time, this is one thing that you have to accept. And then what happens is pros roll in, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of Devin Supertramp, right? This guy went to film school to learn his craft, and he's making pro-level videos. If he wasn't making money off of YouTube, 
he'd be shooting commercials instead. Like he wouldn't be doing free stuff for YouTube at the level he does. It, it would be impossible. He has expenses. This guy travels the world and shoots Dubai and Aruba and Colorado and Alaska and he does crazy stuff. Um, Captain Sparkles, right? This guy has like teams of animators that come in and do their thing and he hires professional vocalists and he makes these typically Minecraft animated videos. It's pro level stuff. If there was no monetary incentive, oh, and by the way, he went to school, to college, to learn how to do the stuff he's doing. I don't know if you've ever tried to teach yourself 3D rendering. Has anyone here ever played with that? I played with it. I tried to teach myself how to do it. Still can't do it. The people that are doing this at the level of, of you know, the Captain Sparkles video, I, um, Scott's Minecraft video, these things... Um, they're, they've been trained in this. They invested time and money in their own education to make that happen. And the whole reason they did it was not because they wanted to fart around on YouTube. It's because they wanted to make a career out of this, and they did. <laughs> it's not a bad thing to turn you know amateur hour into a professional's platform. But... You know, some guys, they did just like, oh, my gosh, if you're not doing it for pure passion. When I have employees, like sometimes, you know, we'll have people that work on Woodycraft and they're like, oh, I'm not about the money. I'm all about the passion. And for me, I'm like, all about the passion. Fuck. I don't even want that. Because if you only <laughs> passion do, is short-lived. Yeah. If you're only doing this because you feel like doing it and I can't make you feel like doing it again by paying you a fair wage or a positive wage, you know, better than fair, then um, then then what? You know, you do one project and then tomorrow you're you're not passionate about the next one and you're gone. That's not what I'm looking for. You know, I'd much rather have someone who is you know who's motivated by money, to be honest. And that way, you know, we have an ongoing win-win situation. A guy who's just motivated by doing whatever he feels like doing at the moment, that guy can be gone tomorrow. You know, it, it's uh, I, I'd rather have a guy who's looking for a job than a guy who was looking for a good time. Mm -hmm. I got a new topic. Go on. Tesla has opened up all of their uh, patents yeah. to the world. So apparently 1% of cars sold in the U.S. are um, electric, and they feel like that is too low. And I'm guessing they see it as their own competitive advantage. I was reading the guy said that when he first proposed the idea of opening not all their patents, but some of their patents to competitors, the board hated it, and now they love it. They're trying to get, I think in particular it was the quick recharge stuff, right? I believe so. Okay. It, it was something uh, something specific they had mentioned, but, but several of their patents, I, I thought. I, I think a lot of it was related to like the charging stations and the batteries and the quick recharge stuff that they had figured out. And um, that sounds neat. You know, I'd like to have more charging stations or maybe... And did they open up the patents or do they charge for it? Because that's what I would do. They put the electric car patents into the public domain. Wow, that's full on. Because a, a, a halfway step to do that would be to make them affordable. Like, all right, GM, tell you what, you know, for the small, small fee of like $15 a car, you know, we can, you can use our patents. And, you know, to a company like GM, they might be like, yep, totally worth it. I'm in. And at least then, you know, you've got some sort of funding, uh, a thing that happens. I don't know. But to just put it out there for free is a bold move. I really like it. I'm, uh, you know, I, I hadn't heard anything about this. I, I didn't know. I'd heard Elon Musk, and I was like, who the hell is that guy? Do you like for it a as a time? business strategy, or do you like it as a movement for Earth? 
I like it as a movement for Earth because it's somebody with a dynamite business with the patents as assets, and he's just saying, no, I'm not going to. Because he could, he could. There, there is a way to monetize the patents and get them into the business, into mm-hmm. the American market, like you said, Woody, and say, look, GM, here you go, you know, five bucks a car, whatever you want. I, let's get it in so that people get interested in my cars. I believe my product is better than yours, and yeah. I'll do that. Their car is better. It's cool, man. It looks like a roadster, and it's got that full-on screen. That's pretty badass. Undeniably. At the beginning of the year, year, Tesla had 203 patents covering batteries and other key features. The earliest uh, any of of Tesla's current patents expires is the year 2026, and they just gave it all away in in the interest that, you know, there'll be more electric cars on the road. And I think they know going in that, yeah, Chevy, yeah, GM, yeah, Ford, go ahead, do your best. Because mm-hmm. the car that we made is the best car ever made. Okay, it's the set, the the Model S, the one that's made in the United States. Their top of the line is seventy grand. It it it, it it's at the top of every te- in every way that we can test a car. It's mm-hmm. the best. It's a it, the Consumer Reports gave it their highest score ever. Um, it, the, the safety ratings are all the highest that they, they that they've ever seen. It's an incredible car, and it's it's nice. It looks nice. And what I really like is the concept of taking less and going with a bold strategy that obviously is not the best in terms of profit Mm -hmm. and saying Elon Musk and saying my company, we will perhaps, we will even open ourselves up to taking less if it means these other things. Is it? But I don't don't know that they're taking less. I've. I could be crazy, but I think this is a business strategy like any other. They're trying to say, you know what? We've got 1% of the vehicle market now. If we can make electronic cars more popular, if Chevy starts selling 100,000 shitty electric cars a year, then we can sell twice as many as we do now by giving mm-hmm. away our patents. If we can popularize the idea of an electronic car, then Tesla will do better than Otherwise, if we can get Chevy and Ford and Chrysler and Volkswagen and Porsche and whoever to lead this train, then we'll be pulled along with it. I think that's the strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't think but it's this is a donation. It sounds like one. Like, hey, we're putting mm-hmm. our domains out in the public market or we're putting our patents in the public market. Go. I don't think they're really donating. I think they're trying to elevate the market in which they exist. It's both, I think. I think it's both for the greater good, mm-hmm. and I think they're, 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 I think it's for the greater good. You really do. Yeah, I think I, it's for their dude, personal game. I'm not, not so jaded that I that I automatically assume that somebody would be. I guess for personal game, they would license their their patents out to to a, a few key manufacturers for the next twenty years, which is what they're twenty two years, which they totally could do. But they're just saying here, it's all free. We want we want the world to drive electric cars. I mean, think about it. They're a company who who, who makes electric cars. The, these guys are, you know, maybe the, obviously there's a there's a profit motive, but I, I think there's more to it than that. Or or they wouldn't be making electric cars. They took their genius and applied it elsewhere. It could be win win, but I, I would yeah. <laughs> of course, I choose to believe. But you know what what Musk said on the on the blog post on the Tesla company webpage. You know, it just. Uh, I can't 
I can't be that jaded. Like, in order to live in a world where I see somebody that says that what did he publicly. Say? What did he say? Um, here, I'll, uh, I'll pull it up and, uh, and read it. Uh, uh, yesterday, there was a wall of Tesla patents. This is from Elon Musk on the Tesla website. Uh, on our lobby of Palo Alto headquarters. That is no longer the case. They have been rem- removed in the spirit of the open source movement for the advancement of electric vehicle technology. Tesla Motors was created to accelerate the uh, advent of sustainable transport. If we clear a path to the creation of compelling electric vehicles, but then lay intellectual property landmines behind us to inhibit others, we are acting in a manner contrary to that goal. Tesla will not initiate patent lawsuits against anyone who, in good faith, wants to use our technology. And on and on when I started this company, and in a, in a, it's a few more paragraphs long, but that's the... Yeah, because he could have sold it for royalties, right? That's a common thing. And a legit business too right like uh-huh. if i invent a better hard drive and then let you manufacture it for a fee doesn't make me bad it just makes me an inventor um maybe maybe he is acting and in, it's interesting i don't know i but i i still think it, maybe it's win-win I, I can go that far right he's trying to improve the world and he's trying to improve his own business by making electronic cars more popular in general if you're shopping for a car today do you really consider an electric one lefty uh, if, no. If I were if I were looking at a uh a, a like a like a four door luxury sedan in the sixty to eighty thousand dollar price range, it would be a Tesla Model S. Yeah, if I had the money, of course. But uh, you know, uh, and think about a, the gas expensive car, think about, man. Think, but think about this: that car doesn't run on gasoline. That car is free to you. You just plug it in. Well, electricity isn't free. How much does it cost? They've got this. How much does it cost? That's what I want to know. Is, how much does it cost to charge that thing up at those Tesla power stations? I don't know. Illinois, all I know is in Illinois, the rates are going up thirty percent soon. At the Tesla 30%. power station? No, no, for electricity in general. Really? Commonwealth Edison. Yeah, it's going up thirty percent. And it's just, oh shit, that's that's a like that's a hike. It's not like oh, you know, two percent, four percent, thirty damn percent. But um. I don't, you know, the the whole, it's not that, you know, my car is a political statement, but the highway fund is broke, and we don't have a way to fund it, and, you know, I don't know if I want to throw my lot in with just willy-nilly jumping into electric cars and not even considering how it will affect other human constructs, purely human constructs, of course, our economy is a human construct, the earth is not a human construct, and so the trading off of, of carbon emissions uh, to, to, to help contribute to at least the not killing Earth so quickly thing I think is a good idea. But to just jump right in with both feet and, oh, my God, Tesla and electric cars, you know, we, we, we got a lot of things running on gasoline and a lot of things operating under the very fact that we buy gasoline in the first place and pay taxes on it. There's a lot of things that operate on that margin, and it's an unintended consequence, sure, but it's a pretty damn big one when the federal highway fund is dead broke and all these all these projects are going to stop and all those construction workers are going to be out of out of jobs. It's just, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But, um, and, and the other thing... Uh, the thing I learned about Tesla is they've got there's a there's a I think it's a yellow cord that runs around the perimeter of the vehicle to complete the circuit, <clears throat> and you don't touch that cord because that's providing the current for the entire thing, primarily 
the electric motor. And if you're in an accident, if you're going fast and you get clipped and that that wire is, one, exposed, or two, if you need the jaws of life to remove you from that, They've got to. I think they've got to do something special to the car or use some other instrument to try to pry you out of the car because if the jaws of life cut through that thing and it completes the circuit, that's all going into the into the thing and into the guy operating the jaws of life. Like it's a, it's not. It's only dangerous in a in a very narrow set of circumstances. But when it's dangerous, it's really, really, really dangerous. I mean, my car right now has uh, carries around 20 gallons of an explosive fuel. In a honeycomb fuel tank. Yeah, but... It, to to prevent get, or help prevent rapid expansion. Your car if you puncture it, then, you know, it, it runs out underneath the car. We've all seen how it happens in the movies. Yeah, that scene in Payday was pretty bad. Or no, not Payday, Payback was pretty Payback. badass. Oh, it was so good. When he's just smoking okay. a cigarette behind him, and that does not work. You can't flick. Cigarettes don't light gasoline. You can put. You, can light, you can you can light your cigarette. You can take a big puff on it to get it red hot, cherry hot, and then you can dip it right into a cup of gasoline, and nothing will happen. You can it'll it'll go just like with water. <laughs> nothing happens. It's such bullshit. Like mm-hmm. like I guess I, I I haven't smoked in a week, but when I when I did smoke. I'd smoke at the gas station all the time because it's fucking bullshit. Mm, okay. But um, it, speaking of dangerous, Kyle, your car, you can switch your car off with your knee. Are you worried oh, about that's, that? That stupid recall. I, that's, that was so dumb when I read that. I, <sighs> I just did some math. I think I did it right on the Tesla. Mm-hmm. It would take me about $11 to fill the tank. It's a 300-mile range. All right. That's... It's pretty fucking good. Or at least 300 miles would cost about $11. I don't know if that'd be one charge or two. But anyway. So with a 30 mile per gallon car, that's 10 gallons. 10 gallons times $3.70 is $37. For 300 miles. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's. Um, <clears throat> but that's it's better. Better. So it's, it's better than. 20 bucks a third. tank, it would take a long time to like get back to $70,000 car. It you would fill take, your tank every two weeks at twenty bucks. Yeah, Woody, but you live at home. Like, like, all right, so the Tesla's not the best. Is not ideal for you because you shop with Amazon and you work from home. But for yeah. someone who commutes two hours a day and maybe goes out for lunch in their car from work, someone who can who puts a hundred thousand miles a year on their car, that's eh, it's starting to make sense. Especially if you want to be a, a bit more environmentally conscious. Keeping in mind, of course, that that electricity doesn't come from thin air. It's got to be generated somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And coal mining is pretty is uh, never mind the Clean burning coal. of the coal. No, no, no. But you still got to mine the coal, don't you? What does that do to the environment? The, the I, have, whole I have never mined of, of the of the earth. Yeah, a nugget yeah. of coal. I'm uh, pretty sure it's a. It's In a my area, it's nuclear. God, nuclear! Why aren't we doing this? Yeah, I like that nuclear stuff. You know, just oh my goodness, we've had nuclear plants. We have a lot of them, not as many as we probably could, and we've had terrorists for a long time too. They still have either haven't figured it out or haven't been able to weaponize or use our own nuclear power plants, of which there are plenty against us. The whole terrorists, terror, 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 terror thing is a non-starter yeah, for me. It's been around. Yeah, they haven't done it. 
Guys, the terrorists suck at their jobs, okay? <laughs> Get it through your fucking heads. Terrorists are a scare tactic. They don't really exist, all right? They exist in the West Bank, okay? They, they, they exist in, in, in war-torn Africa, in the parts of the world where they, they're just like a disease, okay? If you've got an open wound, a disease, bacteria is going to get in there and it's going to fester. The United States is not an open wound. We're, we've got our shit pretty much together over here as far as our infrastructure, our, 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 our rule of law, you know, the way our society is, is put together. You don't have to worry about terrorists coming up in here and doing anything because they fucking can't, okay? They can't, or they would have. You know, there, there's, if there were really armies of people whose only mission in life was to do harm to Americans on American soil, it would happen every fucking day of the week. It doesn't, though. It's so easy to do. We all know how to do it. It's, it's just, it's child's play, but it doesn't happen because A, there aren't that many people who want to do it, and B, we're really good at stopping them. So it, there's no reason not to go nuclear. There should be nuclear plants everywhere. It's not near me. I don't really want to live near one. <laughs> Dude, Amazon comes out with a new phone. I don't know if I want to get in, if Amazon needs to be in the phone business. Like, just because you're a giant corporation, do you really does, – does that make you, you know, so the thing is this manufacturer? Amazon makes the Kindle. The Kindle is awesome. It's really nice. Amazon makes the streamer, whatever, the fire streamer thing, and I'm told it's very nice, too. Amazon wants to make a cell phone, and I'm like, you know what? Amazon, as a consumer electronics company, it's right there with the good ones, right? Is it Apple yet? I don't know. Apple's got a lot of cool stuff. I love my notebook, but Amazon makes some nice stuff. I mean, are they better than Samsung? I think they might be. Are they better than like? Yeah. No. Really? We'll see. Are you, I, wait, were you? Are you? You're considering Amazon gonna be being better, better than their phone's going to be better than the than the Galaxy? Bullshit. I'm calling it. Bullshit. It's going to be much better. Better in what way? You think it'll feel better in your hand, or you'll like the user interface, or do you I think, think it's going to the, run the construction is going to be nicer? It's not going to have that fucking thin plastic, cheap ass, slimy back cover. It's Dude, not, it's it's going to ha- it has five cameras on the front that like track you in 3D and do amazing facial gesture recognition. That's really shit. cool. It, it really has five cameras on the front. That's amazing, and a camera on the back too. It's it's next level stuff. It, it's it's going to be the best non iPhone phone in the world. I think. I'm sure the NS, NSA is already inserting their uh, their claws into that. I, I hear you, but that's not a competitive disadvantage because the NSA has their claws in all your phones. Uh, of course they are. I'm just I'm just yeah interested. yeah. No, I'm interested in that. That, that sounds cool. I, I will say that I like. All right, so I don't like that the plastic cover feels the way it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, but I do like the fact that anytime I want to change my battery, I, I there the back's off my phone, the battery's out, and a new battery's in. Now I just turn it back on, 100% battery. I like that too. I have it, and um, I I don't use it much, but I do use it when I travel, like you know. On that day that I'm flying out to LA and then going to a conference or something, that's when I, that's when my phone becomes my computer. And a lot of other people live that way. Like, so to me, it's a rare event that I like go to, I don't know, it was the Titanfall premiere, for example. So 
all day long. I'm on my phone entertaining myself with it as I hit airport to airport. And then I get there. Now I have like a conference. I want to tweet, take some photos, maybe video vlog, who knows? Um, that that's when my phone becomes my primary computer. I get that. But you know, if I'm 16, I do that every day. Like every day I'm, um, I'm taking the bus on the way to school. My phone becomes my only entertainment. And then, you know, all day long at school, it's my own, you know, it's the thing that I have to connect me to the world. And then I take the bus home. Like it's not uncommon, right? For me to be like disconnected from a battery source and only have access to a phone. Maybe that's not a perfect example, but yeah, other people are road warriors just in their daily life, especially kids. And I see why the battery switching thing matters. But for me, it just, doesn't i my batteries last all day all but like 10 days a year um well no i mean amazon's gonna make the best phone we've seen so far the question i think i and i'm totally pulling this out of my butt but you know based on like little leaks and stuff but i think the question is it the amazon phone will come out it will be the best we've ever seen and then the iphone 6 will come out and will it leapfrog it that's where we are. Is Amazon going to have their own um, service, or are they, is it just going to be Sprint, Mobile, T-Mobile, and Verizon? Are they are they at all interested in getting in the cell carrier business? I don't know. I don't know. One thing. So with the Kindle and their cell stuff, it's like built into the price. Like, hey, you know what? For an extra fifty dollars, you get a lifetime of three G. I'm like, really a lifetime? Really? They're like, yeah. Well, it's tied to the device. So someday that device will be, you know, you'll be done with it. It'll be right. out of date or something. But it's like, wow, that's suddenly I like that because I, I, it is way easier to get a hundred dollars out of me than it is to get ten bucks a month out of me. I do not mm-hmm. want to sign on to some other leech service in my life right. that just wants to drain me for good. But um, uh, you know, the, the, what they did with their Kindle stuff, they're like, yeah, you just, it's built into the initial price, and then that's it. And if, if they did that with phones, they're like, hey, oh what do you $1,000 phone, no monthly charge. <laughs> Sign me oh, up. Oh, yeah, I'd be all over it. I'd, I'd be, be all, all over, over that. I'd, save, I'd rob a bank to buy the Amazon <laughs> phone. Like, what do you need? I need that Amazon phone, dog. <laughs> Gotta get that. I'd be all over That's that. I Honestly, just want... It, it's June 18th. They're gonna give. They're going to do the big announcement reveal and tell us all about their phone. So for next PKA... I'll either be eating crow or dancing a jig. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we can get a get a sponsorship deal going. Maybe get a few of those bad boys sent over here for. If we uh, were sponsored by Amazon, that'd be legit. Right now, they're doing a big purposes. thing. They're fighting with uh, the book publisher, Harlequin, I think, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. about that. It might be somebody else. Have you, are you guys up to speed on it? I know, I know, they're fighting, and and uh, now it's spread to DVDs apparently, or I blue. I think it's the blue. same parent company. Like like okay. in terms of books, Amazon has all the leverage. So they're saying, look, you know, the, I think they're trying to squeeze publishers and saying we want the publisher cut reduced for Kindle books, but not you know the so the authors are in the same amount, but some of the money that publishers were taking is shifting to Amazon. If I have this right, I hope I do. And Amazon feels like, you know, the publisher's not really earning their money with regards to digital distribution anyway. They're like, what are you even doing? You're just a leech middleman in this process. So so that's a thing. But then the, the publishers also have ties into some DVDs, one of them being the um, Lego movie. I forget which other ones were involved. There were more than one that looked interesting to me. But the Lego movie is one that my family's going to buy. 
And you know, I'm like, wow, Amazon is basically saying, go buy it somewhere else. We're not backing down on this book issue. And you don't see that much. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't happen too often. They just turn away. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, buy it somewhere else. Don't care. They're like not taking pre-orders and stuff like that. They just don't care. So, um, so, so we talked about earlier making this this PK a little bit short since you just had gotten back from the uh, uh, the, the wedding and everything. But I just want to make sure, you know, as this thing gets closer to the two hour, two and a half hour mark, that we get some Game of Thrones talk in. Oh, I, I like the idea of covering Game of Thrones as our last topic because exactly. the people who don't like it can um, can be like, all right, I'm bugging out now. Yeah, and, and that's what, you know, the spoilers mm-hmm. and everything. You know, yeah. whether you're just not interested in the show or whether you just didn't catch last week's episode, you can go ahead and peace out and you don't have to worry about, all right, well, maybe they talked about it for three minutes and you skip forward three minutes and you're like, and then <laughs> everyone died. You're like, no. <laughs> they killed another Stark. God damn it. <laughs> there aren't many Starks left. So, so are we prepared to go into Game of Thrones talk, or do we have other topics that, that you guys would like to get to? Uh, I don't really – I don't have it. I mean, I've got some other placeholder topics, but um, but we, we kind of talked about it two and a half hours, and so if you guys can ramble on. Yeah, my last topic was celebrities who are murderers. Yeah, let's let's run that one and then into Game of Thrones because they they seem to mesh well. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Twenty one celebrities who have killed somebody. Now I don't know if I want to talk about everyone. I don't find them all to be interesting. Yeah, some of them are big names. I'm sure. You, I mean, you you're gonna want to hit your your, your Specters. You're gonna want to hit your OJ Simpsons. You want to hit Mag- Matthew Broderick up. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 not every one of them. I'm sure. All right, uh, we'll start. It looks like they're alphabetical by last name. First on the list, Robert Blake. Interesting enough to talk about? Serpico, right? I, what? Yeah, didn't he play Serpico on TV or something like that? He I don't played like a I barely recognize this guy. Killed I know him wife. from of, of, uh, of Mice and Men. Yeah, he, he killed his wife and he hired, trying to hire somebody to kill his wife, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, it, it happened. If you want a job in like, done right, you got to do it yourself. I think it happened when I was in like high school. What year did it, did it happen? Does it say? 2001. Yeah, see, see, I was in 2001. I was a freshman in high school. I, I wasn't, you know, I'd catch CNN as I walked past it, but I, I, that was before my time, to be honest. The murder and his career. So John eh. Wilkes Booth. I saw he John was an Wilkes actor. Booth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like John Wilkes Booth. Of course, he's this famous murderer. That's like saying Jeffrey Dahmer is a famous murderer. But today, he's known as the person that murdered Lincoln. But before then, he was a celebrity nationally known as a theatrical actor. His yep. family was already known in the theatrical, on the theater circuit, etc. So yeah, John Wilkes Booth was famous. Hey, honey. Did you let the dog out? Yeah. Just like, I don't know, 30 minutes ago. We're doing a show, baby. Love you. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. <laughs> so, so, um... Yeah, John Wilkes Booth, famous before the murder. Now, perhaps more famous. Definitely. Matthew mm-hmm. Broderick. So this is a weird one. Matthew Broderick, um, I believe he was in Ireland. He uh, he he lost all memory of the event, um, and he uh, he did not test positive for alcohol or anything else. But basically, if I remember right. 
he, for some reason that's unknown even to himself, went across the road, struck another vehicle, and did he kill both Pat, both people in the car? Like a yes. mother and a daughter? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Well, we, and a lot was a lot was made yeah. of it that that he received such a slap on the wrist. But it really seems, when you boil it down, that there was really not a lot of negligence that can be proven on his part, and he just felt awful about it. And of course, you know, but no one can explain what happened. They just know that the cars, <laughs> the two cars, struck each other, and the people in the other car died. Matthew Broderick was injured. When he woke up, he had no memory of it. So I believe he got. You know, a fine for like reckless driving, which and is the only the no memory that... thing. I didn't take to be just a court tactic. Like he was in the hospital for thirty days because of yeah. his memory loss. Poor Ferris Bueller. Hmm. That's why I started banging Sarah Jessica Parker for some reason. <laughs> oh, I'm so anti horse hate on her. She seems like a lovely woman. She's yeah, very when, she, nice. when she was younger, she she uh, she was. It's something about when when you age and you, and you have a horse face, it kind of gets accentuated. And <laughs> she's very skinny, so that makes her bone structure a, a bit more mm-hmm. uh, extreme. And and she's got that 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 beauty mark, which you know, just something about her face. And I believe she's Jewish, so like she her nose is a bit pronounced. Just something about her face, you know. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's very angular. It's very long. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a beautiful woman, especially back, you know, when she was Carrie Fisher in Sex in the City. But the last time I saw a picture of her, I, she just wasn't doing it for me. I'm, I'm looking for a picture of her from this year. Um, that one's totally <laughs> shopped. One of the finished ones is uh, one of the finished Google search when you type in Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker horse. It's yeah. just, this poor woman, yeah, you know, I was a sex symbol, was empowering women for years, and everybody remembers her because Family Guy likes to rip on her and a lot of other people too. Is that right? I, I swear, I think she's forty nine years old. Am I right mm-hmm. on that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Next year, when she's fifty, it's going to be oh my god, this woman is fifty, and. and she will be no Julia Louise Dreyfus, I promise you. She will be second best. She'll Bull be second best. Bull fucking shit. Bull fucking shit. Julia Louise Dreyfus is fucking hot as shit at 50. And she's a, a hundred millionaire. I didn't realize that. She's even We've talked about it before. She got all that money from her dad plus the Seinfeld money. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm thinking of someone different. You're saying Julia Louise Dreyfus. Lane. I'm thinking Lane. of... um. The chick from Weeds. Oh. No, different chick. She's old and hot, too. She's older and hot, too. I think she's younger than the, the two aforementioned ladies. I, I, would put, I, would, I, think she's... I would peg her as a 40... What's uh, her name? Mary Louise Parker? Something like that? Just type Weeds actress. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I watched two seasons of Weeds. She's 49, of Mary Louise Parker. Oh, she's older than I thought. Okay. Yeah. Very hot too. Very hot too. Yes, held mm-hmm. up very well. Um, I think Julia Louise Dreyfus. She's forty nine. She's an amazing forty nine, and yes. doesn't get enough credit for that. Like here, mm-hmm. you know, look, she's not twenty nine. You can't have that. You know, the forty nine year olds don't look twenty nine. But wow, well, someday you're forty nine, you and you're not you, but I'm speaking like this general horse hater. Um, Sunday you'll be 49 and your wife won't look that good. 
Mm-hmm. Looking good to me. Aaron Burr, vice president of the United States, engaged in a duel with the former secretary, uh, Alexander Hamilton. That's right. In New Jersey. Did he kill Hamilton? I believe so, yeah. They both, they used to, that duel stuff used to be serious business, and I wish the duel were still a legal thing, just like trial by combat. Oh, dude, check this out. I didn't realize this, the details of it. So, um, I, I guess Alexander Hamilton, um, who's, who's on the $10 bill right now, he had a longstanding feud and said that Aaron Burr wasn't qualified to be the governor of New York. So duels were often at the time. They would have duels with pistols. They were, they were common and they were done just for show with participants routinely throwing away their fire. Throwing away or their fire, fire. Shooting in the air. Yeah, they'd intentionally miss. That's what it was. So Hamilton and Burr, you know, did a duel and then Alexander Hamilton threw away his fire, so he intentionally missed, shot off in the air, and then Burr killed him. Yeah. <laughs> what a badass. So if you can imagine, like like it it would be like I would be like, you know what? I've had enough of this shit, Woody. I challenge you to a duel. And we get there, and of course the duel wouldn't be that day. It'd be like next week. Next week comes around, and of course our families have been talking to each other. We've probably reconciled, and we're like, yeah, we shouldn't have done this whole thing. But, you know, we're men of honor. We have to complete the duel. So you'd go through the ritual of the whole thing. But in this case, he wasn't having it. He meant what he fucking said. He challenged him to a duel. He's Yosemite Salmon that shit up. And he took him out. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think duels should still be a thing because I think there are situations where one man has just pushed another man too far, and you know it's it's a, it's a, it's a common you know where it's a civilized Do you world. Know how we many can't assholes around. would be challenging me to a duel over Twitter? Duel me at PAX, Woody. Duel me at PAX. <laughs> no, dude, you just you just start showing up with your handgun. Like, bring, all right, hit, look, dueling time. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I promise you, I'm better. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, I. No, you do it old school though. You get out the old uh, cap and ball pistol or, or or something of that nature. Like like I don't want somebody out there with a Glock. Like that's absurd. <laughs> William Burroughs. Yeah, come uh, on, give it. I don't know him. Come on, give us a good one. Well, I'm I'm naming them all, and we can skip them. Oh, okay. So, okay. so that that's exactly what I was going for. Laura Bush. Mm. That's got, that's a traffic accident. She ran a stoplight, right? Um, she ran a stop sign and broadsided another car. Mm. I bet she felt terrible. She seems like a really nice lady, despite your politics. Laura Bush has has that look of a of a really nice grandma who'd make you some nice cookies. I yeah, I I'll I'll agree. She's um, you know what? Yeah, despite your politics. There really isn't anyone who went after Laura Bush through both of Bush's terms. You know, I just – as a matter of fact, I feel the same way about Michelle Obama. A lot of people attack her. They attack what she wears a lot. They attack her big booty. Mm. They attack her strong arms. They attack all things. But no one really says that Michelle Obama ever did or said anything really unkind or, you know – Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah, they do. They they talk about when she made that statement that when Barack was elected president, that was the first time she'd ever been proud of her country. 
You know, yeah, I, I I do remember that, and I write it up to if you put a mic in front of anybody long enough, they're gonna say something stupid. <laughs> she was probably inexperienced too. You know, uh, nah, she's not. Inex- Come on, man. You know how political families have to be. This is when they, he first got elected. This is at the very start president. of his presidential. He, this guy had been a senator for two years. For two years, she'd been practicing being like the second, being the, the mm-hmm. wife of a public politician. Was it, is it two years and, or and, six? It might have been and six. And they put her on the big stage, and, and, and the first thing she says is, this is the first time I've ever been proud of this fucking No, it's country. not the first thing she said, but it, it they start recording One everything of the she, she says, says, and it slipped out. I don't know. I, I And I'll say this, Laura Bush did better. I don't remember anything she said that was dumb. No, not at all. But mm-hmm. but there was a lot to made of what uh what Michelle Obama said in that way. I feel like she, I feel like she's definitely moved past it. Most of the mainstream media do, didn't focus on that. And I think she, I see her at the grocery aisle every time. I see her on all these magazine covers. She's become a real celebrity. She has, yeah, a legit celebrity. I got another one. Ted Kennedy. <laughs> Nice, we got a Democrat in there. <laughs> Apparently, so, so let me read this because I I don't know that I knew the details in in an unbiased way, and this thing seems unbiased. Um, so people don't know Ted Kennedy was a he's dead now, but he was a senator from Massachusetts, and he was a long-standing senior senator for ages, and a very very powerful man, more powerful than most senators in the United States. So. He left a party from Chappaquiddick, I hope I pronounced that right, Massachusetts, with a 28-year-old married Joe. During the drive, Kennedy took a wrong turn down a dirt road to drive off the Dyke Bridge. His car came into a rest upside down in the water. Kennedy swam to safety. She never emerged from the car. The senator didn't notify the police, but when the body was found the next morning, he turned himself in, claiming that he'd been in shock. Kennedy later pleaded guilty to leaving the scene of an accident, but no other charges were filed. He received a two-month suspended jail sentence, and his driver's license was suspended for over a year. The scandal surrounding the accident, no, not only the accident, but also the fact that he was married and alone at the night with a one uh, with a young woman, and it ended his aspirations of running for president. So this guy was driving with a 28-year-old girl, Mary Jo, and it was from a party. They didn't mention alcohol, but that's been alleged. You know, yeah, he was an alcoholic. Oh, oh, yeah. One, he's an alcoholic, so he might have been drunk driving. Two, <laughs> he left a party. This is an alcoholic who left a party, so he might have been drunk driving. The woman, yeah. And, and he's got a twenty. And got lost. He's, and he got lost. Drove a bridge. And that's the other thing. Was he lost, or was he like finding a hookup spot? Or had he, or, or did he like? Try to rape this lady. She fought back. He choked her to death, and then he ro- pushed the car off the bridge. Uh, uh, now we're grasping at straws. Of course little. we are. Of course we are. But this guy was up to no good that night. That's for yeah. sure. Why yeah, is it he, every yeah. time these people cheat on their wives or what? Like the building they're in burns down. And they're fucked. I don't think they do. I just think <laughs> they do it so often that eventually the building burns down and they're fucked. That would make more sense mathematically, but Ted Kennedy is one of the juicier ones on here. Indeed. He's probably drunk driving, cheating on his wife, and it possibly strangling. <laughs> Allegedly, Don King, dude, this is a good one. So, if you don't know who Don King is, he's a boxing promoter. He managed Mike Tyson's career for a long time, etc. Real scumbag. 
1954, <laughs> when he was 23 years old, he shot and killed a man named Hillary Brown, a debt that was ruled justifiable because Brown was trying to rig or to rob one of King's gambling stations. Later, this is <laughs> in 1966, he was involved in a fight with an employee named Sam Garrett. King claimed he owed him money. During the scuffle, Garrett's head hit, Garrett's head hit the pavement. Although some say King repeatedly stomped him to death. He was convicted of manslaughter, spent four years in jail before being paroled, at which point he moved from gambling to boxing. King was eventually... How did he get paroled? He was eventually granted a full pardon by a governor. But it looks like he just got... Under paroled. pressure from fucking Martin Luther King's wife and Jesse Jackson. Sing! Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. They literally were saying, you can't keep this good black man in prison. He does too much good for the world. You got to let him out, Don despite King. the fact that he's... That, <laughs> yeah. Don, guys, if you really want to want to learn about a scumbag who, like, lurks in the public eye somehow and and, and just... And, and nobody bats an eyelash to it, it's, it's Don fucking King. Look at what he did to Mike Tyson. Look at what he did to Muhammad Ali. Look at what he—he's he, just—he's—he's he's done so many horrible, horrible things. Um, you should—you should hear Mike Tyson talk about him. It, it's uh—it's mm-hmm. it, nothing but venom. I promise you. He, he's like you know he's a—I can't remember the words Mike Tyson used, but he was talking <laughs> about. There was this thing they played it back. Don King was uh, was on a radio show and they played for him a tape of Mike Tyson talking about him. And he, he was like, you know, he, he's a he's the worst human being in the world. He's a scumbag. He's a venomous cocksucker. You know, he just sucks the life out of everything around him. He's a, he's this, he's that. And then they're like, Don, how do you respond to that? Well, that's Mike for you. That's just Mike. You know, that's how Mike talk. Mike just, <laughs> Mike, Mike loves me. Everybody knows Mike loves me. That's just how he talk. You can't pay no attention to what Mike be saying. And it's just like. Well, mate, wait a minute. No, John, you're not twisting me. Mike Tyson literally just made it very clear that you're the worst person in the fucking world, and you you can't spin that. You almost did though, because that's what he is. He's a he's a promoter. He's brilliant. Rush Limbaugh does that to me. I don't agree politically with Rush Limbaugh on most things, and then Rush Limbaugh lays everything out there, and you're like, well, damn, that that's a pretty. Wait a minute. <laughs> like I don't believe anything you're saying. Um. Vince Neil, lead singer of uh, Motley Crue, good one, bad one. I'm not a. I don't know much about. Yeah, not a, yeah. I, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I feel like we all know. Yeah, we all know OJ. We know this one. We know this one. J.R. Smith, basketball player. No, could pick him out of a lineup. Mm. Dante Stallworth, <laughs> football player. Um, could also couldn't, but I remember he got in some shady stuff. And was it a woman he shot? Let's see. No, I think it was a like an accident. Like somebody just jumped out in front of his car. Uh, that's the worst. Um, you know who's not on this that list that should was, be Ray Ray Lewis. You left out Ray that Lewis. he was drunk driving during the. Oh, episode. was he was he DUI? Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's the thing about DUI deaths. I'd like to know the the blood alcohol percentage. I know that seems extreme, but Dante Stallworth's a professional athlete. If he was .08. Okay, he's he's legally liable, but in my heart of hearts, I know that whether he was drinking or not, that person was probably going to bite it. That's a that's if there's anybody out there who's going to have good reaction times, you know, it's, it's him. Mm-hmm. When Dante Stallworth said a point away, he's his reaction times are gonna are still going to be as good as mine when I'm sober. Yeah, this he's thing doesn't have pro. his uh, DUI doesn't have his levels, which is what you're looking for. 
Yeah. Killed a pedestrian. Yeah. It's terrible. It it sucks, and it's DUI, so it's it's kind of a murder. Yeah. Mm. But it, it, there was no intent there. Exactly. Jason Williams? Also a... Professional so, uh, basketball player who shot and killed a limousine driver. Oh, that guy. Classy. Classy guy. <laughs> Williams claimed Damn. that he was showing a group of people the shotgun during a tour of his home, and when he snapped it closed, it discharged. Williams was found not guilty of aggravated manslaughter and aggravated assault, while the jury was deadlocked on the charge of reckless manslaughter. He ended up convicted as four lesser charges while trying to cover up the shooting. Now he currently <sighs> faces the possibility of retrial on reckless manslaughter. Ooh. Retrial? Why is that bad? No, I mean, it's bad. You know, you got caught trying to cover it up. Yeah. yeah. You don't You do not do that. You don't try to fuck around and cover up a murder. No. Unless you're Ray Lewis, you get away with it and you win a Super Bowl. There you go. Everybody loves you. Well, he I'm had the guy's blood on his fucking suit, and it just disappeared. What Ray Lewis killed understand? that guy. Understand? He won yep. the Super Bowl. He I just imagine him. I know what he looks like, and I just imagine him smiling and like going for the fist bump with that sparkling ring. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> deal with it. Uh, and he tells you about Jesus and how good God is. Do your uh, do your little uh, Game of Thrones thing. Was that all of them? There weren't any more. I think so. I skipped a couple that I hadn't even heard of. All right, like so okay, 1800s. so if you have not seen this past week's episode of Game of Thrones entitled "The Watchers on the Wall," season four, episode nine, then I hope you guys enjoyed PK tonight because we're about to go into spoiler town for that episode. <laughs> Dude, um, I was glad they followed one storyline. People have heard my same complaint ad nauseum that you know, four years goes by, the White Walkers haven't walked yet. You know, they, I really wonder what, what have Arya and the Hound really done this year, right? They opened with a bang where she killed a guy and you got to see like another side of her. And then they just started walking. <clears throat> right? It, but like, yeah. it, it took half a year for Tyron's, the fuck is the midget's name? Tyrion. Tyrion. It took half a year for him to have his trial. That was drug out or dragged out. I'm not sure. Um, I don't feel – see, on. I feel like – I don't feel that they drag it out. I just feel like there's so much story to be told because you have to keep in mind these books are enormous. Yeah, and there's, and there's like 40 concurrent storylines, and I get yes. that. Yes. So where I was about to praise them is they, they focused on a story. They, last season, or maybe it was two years ago, when – Tyrion, it, like, it was a whole episode of just Tyrion. I think it was actually season two. And it was the one where they, he had his first trial by combat, and you know, he met the sellsword, Bronn, and he did his whole thing. I really liked that episode. Stuff happened, and the plot advanced. I really liked this week's episode, because the whole, like, attacking the big wall thing, it went down. Yeah. And I, it, it did, it wasn't just, and I didn't think it would. I didn't think it was going to be that 100,000-man army up coming from the front and that, like, you know, 50-man army coming from behind. Uh, I thought it was just going to be those 50, in the, you know, coming in from the behind. In the books, they attacked at different times. Like first, They did. Yeah. But um, uh, what was I going to say? I was hanging out with book readers tonight, actually. But, yeah, so, so the, they attacked in, sequ in parallel, and they were people in board. And, and, and um, the redhead, what's her name? Yergret? Yegit? Uh, her name it doesn't have enough vowels. Egret. 
I'm really egret. Gonna, we're just going to completely ignore like the Y and the G at the start of her name. <laughs> egret. Okay, fine. Egret. We don't ignore either of them. The Y is the E sound, and the G is the gret sound. Egret. You make a strong argument. <laughs> yeah, okay. I will side with Kyle. Yes, I, I also am siding with Kyle. Okay, so her name is Egret, spelled with a Y, <laughs> and uh, um, she's dead. She's dead. You know why she's dead? Because she got shot through the heart, <laughs> and you're too late. I was going to say uh, crows before bros. Oh, I like or that. Crows before mm. hose. Crows before hose. Crows before hose. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Did you make that up? Nope. I saw it online. I can't. I was about to say, let's get that meme rolling before this is aired. Let's get that up on the web. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I like that it stuck to one storyline. I will say this. After watching Castle Black's defenses uh, be put into action, I feel like... Those wildlings never really had a chance, and they keep talking about, there's a thousand of them. We've got to do so. No, it, who gives a fuck if there's a thousand times more of them? You're on a five, I think it's a 500, maybe a 700 foot tall ice wall. They have that thing that they dropped, they call the scythe. There's a hundred thousand um, of them. It doesn't matter. They had that scythe that they dropped that just swings across the wall. The and scythe, and grinds it looks like it takes three hours to recharge. Like after they it drops, they and I imagine they hoisted it back up. I bet it takes three or four hours to climb the wall. Yeah, but they only get like ten vertical feet of people at a time. Dude, if that thing is swinging every – even if it's only swinging every half hour, then it's re- – and they drop it strategically to get the guys in the front, all the ice that's falling down from it, it's a real defensive measure. Plus, you've got all those archers who are leaning over and shooting. You got the flaming oil barrels. You got the four inches of cold rolled steel on that gate. The gate's not knocked down. There. No, the gate's the gate's just like it was. Are you sure? There's that like little interior second. gate that got knocked down, but the exterior gate, the hardcore one, still there. All they got to do is destroy the tunnel. That's but what John Snow did. The exterior one, they um, the guy just lifted it up and walked in, and then the cheesy well, interior. The What's that? Well, he's a giant, and he was yeah. urged on by by losing his his brother giant to that uh, ballista father. attack. Might, might have been father. Hmm. It wasn't his father. I think it was his father that died. I, mean, I, I don't know, but but his his fellow giant was yeah. killed by that ballista, and it, it seemed like he went into a rage and then lifted that gate. And I feel like they. So here's what I do if I'm Jon Snow. I collapse that tunnel down. Mm-hmm. I send some riders south. We've got to send like a couple of guys south and explain there's a hundred thousand man army. Because all you need is like a good, a hundred more good men to defend that wall. If you had five hundred more good men, it's over. You got five hundred more, you can start really doing some damage against these guys. I just don't feel like the Wildlings are a threat at all. For you. Even assembled. Nah. With those oil barrels. Were the oil barrels even that effective? They set the mammoth on fire, and and, and like they set completely... themselves on fire. No, 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 no. See, they, well, they did. that one, well, that yeah, that because the guy thought the best way to dislodge a flaming bo- barrel of oil was to stab it with a spear, <laughs> and, and that and that's fixed when you get some good men up there. I mean, like the guy said, that there are a bunch of rapists and thieves uh, defending that wall. Um, I thought the best part of that episode was. The uh, the sword fights that happened inside Castle Black because what was happening outside the wall 
it seemed like it was either just a test from Mance Raider, like he just sent a few men out there to right. see what the defenses were like. Um, and they said as much in the show. Mm-hmm. I, I think that may be a bit of it. But the fight that they had, uh, you know, they had a lot of your favorite characters fighting each other. Jon Snow lost all of his buddies except for one uh, in, in that fight. Uh, there was that awesome fight scene he had with that enormous guy with the scarification thing on his face where he hit uh-huh. him in the top of the head with a hammer. That, that was, was awesome. hardcore. I was happy the plot advanced. I was happy a main character died. I was happy Egret dies. Um, uh, oh, you know the two other people that died in the uh, in the tunnel? Pip and uh, no, Pip, Pip and got Gren shot or the, something, the, right? No, well, Pip died. He was the one that got shot in the throat with the arrow, I think. But there was right, the, right, right. the guy with the the red haired guy who was His who was like Jonathan's friend, right? Something like that. But he he was a good guy. They don't die in the books, huh? Yeah, I learned that tonight. Both of them are fine. Not dead. Well, shit. (laughs) You think George R. R. Martin's uh, bad? The writers of the show really don't fuck around. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it it was a great episode. They spent spent almost, you know, they spent the entire episode focused on that one one plot line. I heard the budget was huge for that episode. Mm -hmm. They burnt a lot. What about the last episode? Is the budget big for it? The last episode, I'm told, um, I'm told that Game of Thrones only submitted one uh, entry in for the Emmys for like the best writing category, and it's the tenth episode. It's the episode that comes out uh, this week. It's called uh, The Children, I think, something like that. And I don't know what the budget's like, but I think we're gonna get another battle at Blackwater Bay. I think I think that Stannis is showing up. He's going to attack the castle. I don't know what that means for, for anybody or anything. So, so the episodes have been about 44 minutes long, 48 minutes long, and I think the next one is 66. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. And from the previews, we are going to get some more Jon Snow. Yeah. So we're going so to follow Jon Snow north of the wall. We're going to get to see what's going on with Tyrion. We're going to get to see, see what's going on with, uh, like, so all the Lannisters are in the show. So you got uh, Tyrion, Tywin, Cersei, uh, Jaime. They're all going to be integral to. They're, they're all, all of them are going to have their plot lines covered. Uh, also, you're gonna you're gonna follow up with the Hound. You're gonna and uh, and uh, and Arya Stark. And it looked to me from a screenshot that that I that I got from the teaser and from something I found on Reddit that. There's a scene where it's like it appears that the Hound and Arya are confronted by uh, a mm-hmm. third individual. That third individual is um, the blonde Bri- Brienne. Yeah, Brienne. Brienne. Yeah, yeah. I called yeah. her Brie, the cheese. That's close enough. <laughs> but, but her, uh, her armor matches. So it looks like she's going to meet up with them, and so that's going to be interesting. Uh, and we're going to get to see some uh, Khaleesi, and we're going to get some dragons. That's all my favorite stuff. These are a few of my favorite things. Dude, Game of Thrones. I, yeah. I, a good episode, Game of Thrones. I got to tell you, though, you had four or five stale ones this year. Eh, I don't know, man. It's I, I, Like I said, the, 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 the five books that are already out there, they're already 3.7 times longer than the, than the Lord of the Rings uh, uh, trilogy as far as like words on the page. There's a lot to cover with these things. It's just a lot to cover, and, and I understand that they move slow. I just, I wish that it was a two-hour episode every week. Yes, I'd be fine with that too. 
I don't know. You gave me two hours every week and like 30 minute blocks of each character. That'd be pretty good. Well, you what come we get is like lines. eight hours a year because they're 40 minute episodes. Eight hours a year. I want more than that. I'm sure they could flesh it out. Yeah. There's a lot of characters. We just don't know what they're fucking doing. And I'm sure the books covers it somewhat. Like, I, I really wish we'd seen what Stannis has been up to. What the fuck's he been up to? And that motherfucker that's been in that rowboat since the beginning of the year. Who's been in the rowboat for a year now? <laughs> uh, the, the bastard son of Robert Baratheon that the Red Woman wanted to burn. Um, and, and, and the oh, guy who's in a rowboat right now? Remember the guy who, like, freed him from the dungeons? The one who's missing oh, the yeah, fingers yeah, on his yeah, right yeah. hand? He puts him in the rowboat. He's like, he's like, no, no, you, you sit on that side of the rowboat to row. He, he's like, have you ever been in a boat before? He's like, no. Can you swim? No. Well, don't fall out. <laughs> <laughs> and he sent him to row for King's Landing. For King's Landing. What? It's a long row, but we should have followed up with him by now. <laughs> Even if it was just like a five-minute scene of him like – out in the middle of nowhere, rowing, and the seagulls overhead, him looking up at the sun all parched. <laughs> I'd like to see play a role, the man without a face. Who's that? He's the assassin that killed three people for Arya because she stole three deaths when she saved him from that oh. part. Well, she that's up to her. She has to call him, and she has to say the magic words. And she should. I want oh, him back. All men must die. Yeah, I'd love to see her be like, you know what? I got some motherfuckers need a good killing. The hound she has to meet to a man me. from Bravos. That's the thing, though. That's that's how that magic works. She has to find a man from Bravos, hand him the coins, and say the words. Do it. When that happens, we may get to see some cool stuff. So, what do you think is going to happen in the next episode? Uh, I think Jon Snow is going to reach some sort of diplomatic agreement with Mance, the lead guy from the Wildlings. Okay. And that'll suck because it's diplomatic. I want him to stab him in the face. <laughs> I think that the mountain's dead. We learn about that and that Ty Tyrion is now free. I think that uh, Littlefinger... Find some clever way to advance his position over in that castle, whatever the fuck it's called. I think that uh, Jamie has an argument with his dad and nothing comes of it. That's a fucking guarantee. <laughs> and uh, um, Arya think... will walk. Oh, um, Bran, Bran, the kid who can control animals, will do something boring. Uh-uh, I think he's going to do some cool shit. He's getting to that tree. That tree is their god. That uh -huh. that that tree is their god um in a way. They're going to get there and they're going to I think he, this all this kid needs a little bit of is a little bit of like magic and then all of a sudden he's a real force to be reckoned with. I think Brand is uh is going to be a major figure uh coming up soon. I I think Brand could I be would, the most I think Arya is going to be a major figure. I don't. I think Arya is a total expendable. I think Arya is going to become an assassin. Look like her skill. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. But but think about it. So so she's going to peak at assassin, someone who can maybe knock off a main character or two tops. Uh -huh. Okay, because she's tiny. Bran, I think, is become is going to become a leader of men. 
which is a much more dangerous thing. I think he's going to become a symbol for the North, and and not just a political symbol, but a religious symbol. I think he's going to really rally something together, perhaps in future uh, seasons, seasons, something like that. Um, also, Theon. I haven't lost faith that Theon's going to have his have some kind of a moment at some point and just be like, I can't take this shit no more. <laughs> oh I, God, I hope so. Here's what I want. I, I I want him to cut Ramsay's cock and balls off and and fucking hold them up and scream and and fucking and go on a feed rampage. Feed them to him. Feed yeah, I want to him to. Him on I want him to like grab them and Ramsay be like, Rick, what are you doing? And him just start sawing them off with a dull knife and just cut his cock and balls off. And then shove it down his throat until the guy suffocates. That would be. I want him stabbed multiple times in the throat, really fast. <laughs> Lots of gurgling and stuff. Um, I, I want Theon to come. I've forgiven Theon completely for everything he did. I I saw a thing on Reddit recently and it reminded me it was during the time where Ramsay had fake rescued Theon. And he was like, he, he said something along the lines of, my real father died at King's Landing, um, talking about Eddard. And uh, he, he's like, I had a, had a choice to make and I chose wrong. And uh, and he's right. And, and when you when you add that up to to like what's happened to him now, I completely forgive him for everything he did. Even killing murder, burning burning those farm boys, whatever. I mean, the hound killed a farm boy too. Yeah, we forg- I've forgiven him. Like farm boys are, are you know, yeah, they come and go. Whole people. They're not in this world. It's feudalism. Okay. Um, I don't know what about 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 Tyrion. It. I think that. I think that Stannis rolling into Blackwater Bay with, you know, a fleet of cell swords or something could totally, you know, get get Tyrion out of there. I think he's going to leave a fugitive of some kind, though. I, I'd like to see him get out of there. He needs to get out of the city. Good he needs stuff. to get out of King's Landing. Next couple yeah. days, the final Game of Thrones and the Amazon phone. I'm yep. psyched. Call that PKA184. No, no, no. Let's do it. Later, guys. Bye.